So should we just start? We should start. Okay. Hi. Hello. I'm Gabby. And I'm Liska. And this is? Cries in Norwegian. Yeah. A social distancing quarantine version. So if the audio it sucks, sorry. We're still learning we're how trying. to do this. Yeah. yeah. We're, <laughs> we're still learning how to do this. It's a little <laughs> tricky. But we kind of accept the fact that it's been, I think it's been like four months since we recorded. Um, yeah. We recorded at the very beginning of quarantine, maybe like a couple of days before the stay-at-home order in LA. Yeah. And I remember us talking about like, at the end of it, just like, what's going to happen now? And when will I see you next? And yeah. kind of like this weird feeling of, we don't know what's going to happen. It feels like a million years ago. Yeah, it does. It really does. Um, <laughs> it's like we haven't seen each other online, but it's been like to watch the OC, which I think is a great cause. We were also like, you know, it's like a weird new world. You have to adjust to the new world. And then finally, yep. we were like, okay, fine, let's try this thing. Yeah. Technology <laughs> won't intimidate us anymore. <laughs> we got this. Uh, we are still <laughs> trying to learn how to get better audio, et cetera. So hopefully for the next time, we'll figure out some stuff, but yeah. uh, here's hoping you can hear us. So anyway, oh yeah, I guess we should start by letting people know what we're going to be talking about. Yes. Scam France season three. Yay. Uh, the much awaited, much talked about season three. Uh-huh. So everyone get ready. But before that, I don't know if we want to just want to like catch up. I don't know. Uh <laughs> yeah, what's uh well, do you have any scam info, like any news for us? Well, uh, since there's been, yeah, there's been some stuff that has happened in the last four months. España season four was shooting when, when the pandemic hit. So um, they actually had to pause their uh, filming for, because, you know, Spain was one of the first countries to be hit the hardest and they, the whole country went into quarantine. They were really strict about it. Like, seems to have worked out for them. I think they've had some research, a little bit, obviously, of the numbers going up since they've opened up, but, like, they're, like, filming shows and stuff, including uh, Scam España has resumed filming. I haven't seen anything about, like, a release date, which I'm kind of intrigued about because I'm like, okay, like, usually it's not, like, there. I think there's a, kind of a quick turnover usually with them, so mm -hmm. I wonder if they're waiting to see, like, are we waiting for the world to calm down a little bit more like are they leaving all the stuff that they shot in the first half the same like what are, what order the changes that they're going to make or not to adapt to the new reality who knows uh because during quarantine we did actually have a whole season of scam friends which just ignored the reality of the world they just <laughs> put out the season clip by clip but as if the world you know, a world before the pandemic. Right, right. An alternate universe, if you will. Yeah. Um, what, 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 well, and they had filmed that before it all started. I yeah, they had filmed that before it all started. So that was uh, Scam France season six. Uh, main character was Lola. What is Daphne's last name? Le, Le Comte? Le Comte? Le Comte, something like Le Comte, yeah, I think. Yeah, so that is uh, Daphne's little sister, Lola. She's the main character. Oh, the thing. Um, and it's also like the senior year, the last year of high school of the gang, of our characters. So you do kind of get to say goodbye to them. I believe because for once, I've actually not seen anything of this season yet. Oh. Very rare. I just, I just wasn't in the mood during the pandemic to deal with the scam France 
world. Like it's not even necessarily <laughs> the world, the show, it's the fans, like as a whole thing. I was just like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not into it right now. I do want to watch it. Right now. I've yeah. heard good things about the actress, about the actress who plays Lola. I think she's like 17 and it is um for the lesbian relationship, so I'm excited mm. about that. Uh the her love interest looks really cool. But obviously, as is scam friends, there is always drama. Both mm-hmm. on screen and off screen. So I uh, <laughs> definitely while I have not watched it, I did follow on Tumblr some of the reactions. So I don't know, I'm intrigued. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they just announced season seven and eight for scam friends. Oh, that's right. You told me. That's so nuts how many they have. I mean, it's cool. It's great for them. It's I mean, so it's many. And a lot of people, and I think they're very right, basically say that these seasons exist like five, six, seven, and eight, basically on the goodwill of how big of a hit season three was and how much, right. and how, what I think how well they did with season three. Um, uh-huh. so, so I think that's an interesting sort of tidbit information, etc. Then Druk which we just got another email about how we say it wrong, but it's cute. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, the new season of Druk with whole new characters is supposed to come out at some point this summer. According to my like TV app in the next two weeks. Who knows? Oh. And then I think I told you this, that the website where most of the translations used to be found, dupetranslations.com, they like, I guess they got some copyright infringement email. So mm-hmm. the episodes are actually down and I panicked for like 24 hours and then I realized that I had all the episodes on a hard drive. So it's fine. <laughs> um, and also they, they are, you can still find them either on other websites or I think you can contact them and they'll make it available to you, but it's not as easy as it used to be. We'll see what happens when the new season comes out, how, what the engagement is, etc. And then the yeah. last one is what the fuck, mm-hmm. which was supposed to have their own sauna season come out during the pandemic. I don't think they had started filming yet, so they put that on pause. But they did have what the what the fuck down, which was all the oh air yeah during quarantine, yeah, which I did watch and which I did enjoy. For the most part, <laughs> I think they are. Please send me a link to that or where I can watch that. Yes, I, I should. I should. It was really interesting. Uh, I can totally find that for you. Um, I think when, when you first told me about it, I was kind of like, I don't want to watch other people dealing with the quarantine. Like, I'm dealing with the quarantine. <laughs> but I think now I'm ready. Like, I think okay. I've passed that hump. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I feel like most of the uh, main relationships have, like, many, many arcs, including uh, Zoe and Senna. So, like, the their version of uh, Norhelm, which kind of end up getting together secret, like, getting back together secretly by the end of that, which I'm excited about. Okay. <laughs> and, then, and then obviously he was the one everyone loved right yes He's the william who everyone loved yeah, all right <laughs> all right I can unlike unlike charles spoiler alert. oh my god we're gonna have a discussion about He's the worst what an ass whatever nope i'm not gonna say it keep going um, <laughs> and and they had like a couple of hints of sort of like uh, their Santa character and things they were setting up. And then obviously the, why am I forgetting their names? They're, they're evac. So Robbie and, Robbie and Sander. Okay, Robbie and Sander. Which did get some criticisms because of sort of like explicitness or their sexual nature of the clips. Um, mm. And I thought on an emotional level, talking about the sort of 
challenges of a relationship, especially between two teens, where one, like I think Sanders, the Evans character's like way of language of love or like way of like, it's, it's like a physical presence thing and like more of a sex mm-hmm. thing, more than the Robbie character. Like he doesn't necessarily that to the same level. And I thought that was an interesting aspect to explore. Like, how do you like- Totally. But I do admit that there were scenes that made me uncomfortable. And so maybe that's something to talk about at a later date when you've seen them and we okay. can- Because yeah. has, there has been some criticism even before that, even in their own season about sort of the portrayal of like sex and nudity. Is it because they're so young? Like yeah, the actors yeah, actually yeah. are are the age that they're playing. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. Think. That's a really weird fine. I mean, I don't even know if it's a fine line. It's just a weird line to cross because on the one hand, you want to portray relationships realistically and explore this kind of interesting character and character dynamic and on the other hand like at some point they're just too young so I don't know I mean I haven't seen them yet so I don't know but yeah but I just thought I thought that was I thought it was an interesting discussion and I thought that people were making good points to me at least Mm -hmm. but I thought it was an interesting experiment overall it helped sort of move things along a little bit and I thought it was also just like very fascinating from a filmmaking sort of point of view and exactly what I was going to say, just uh, the speed of reacting, which has always kind of been part of the show's thing, right? It's happening in real time. But uh, yeah, just what did that look like? How did that process happen? Um, did the, you know, writers, yeah, I, I imagine there's a sort of collaboration between the writers and actors is my guess. I don't know. But, um, and, then, and then, of course, the actors just shoot it themselves, right? More or less. I think so. I believe so, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it's really fascinating. Right? And like the way that they would get away with like, because some of these people are supposed to be living in the same room, but the actors don't. So, uh, not the same apartment, sorry. Uh, right, right. So it was interesting how they would sort of cheat some stuff and whatever. And we are, obviously, because this is Hollywood, getting some quarantine shows soon. But the mm-hmm. fact that like, sort of like, like you're saying, the scam thing of the immediacy of it and sort of like, I thought was really interesting. And that they did a pretty decent job within uh, yeah. the scope of all And then, of that. like, folding in their characters into the situation and the situation to the characters, but then also, like, advancing their character plot lines in between seasons Yeah, uh, with this in consideration is, is just, like, a kind of a bold, like, yeah, that's cool. I like, yeah. I like the idea of it. Yeah, right. Uh, so, so, yes, I did watch that, even if I didn't watch uh, France. I'm sorry, France. I'm just... <laughs> We'll, we'll talk about my complicated relationship with France uh, soon, very soon. Yes, a couple minutes. Sure. And then, uh, and then I, I assume, I feel like things are pretty much opening up over there. So I assume that they're gonna start filming the next season of What the Fuck. They've already started. I'm not sure. I will admit to not have been on top of the news as much as I used to be in terms of the scam world because it's a lot in the real world. <clears throat> uh huh. So I think that's yeah. I think in the world of scam updates that's pretty much it yeah. yeah okay cool no that was good did anything ever happen with austin nope nothing I mean, not that like nothing will happen in the near future in terms of filming but it's very depressing to me because i mean it's effectively dead but no one has come out and say it and it's right. especially because we know that facebook watch has moved away from um scripted mm-hmm. so i don't understand why no one will just come out and confirm it <laughs> like their biggest yeah. hit is red table talk um 
and I feel like they're definitely more comfortable with sort of like that sort of reality or pseudo reality situation mm-hmm. yeah Wait, yeah do you know what red table talk is I've heard that name I don't remember I don't know what it is. I can't remember what I what I read about it it's Jada Jada Pinkett Smith's um show ah uh, yes and Will Smith right I feel like the two of them talking no you're talking about the most recent episode oh okay 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 that's the context in which I heard about it yes that's that's why I was like it was a pretty big deal because of that but no essentially she talks she brings people to the table to the red table to have like real conversations and to like it the whole idea is to be like transparent and honest about maybe things that you're not always comfortable talking about the first time they made headlines was because when I'm sorry that I'm gonna make a reference to the Kardashians but when uh, <laughs> Kendall's, no, Kylie's, Kylie's best friend hooked up with Chloe's baby daddy, who she was broken up with. <laughs> and Amazing sentence. Amazing. And, and since then, like, she, who used to be, like, she used to be a regular on the show and blah, blah, like, she's been with, she's been Kylie's best friend forever. She was cut off from the Kardashians, essentially, because it's always the woman's fault, obviously. And so she's actually, she's kind of like a Hollywood girl, obviously. She's friends with the Kardashians. So she has actually, I guess, had some relationship with the, with the Smiths too. So she actually came to Red Table Talk to say her own side of the story. But recently, the most downloaded or watched episode ever is the one, the most recent one, uh, because it, she brought in Will Smith because they had some controversy. They were in the tabloids, um, and I guess they talked about it uh it's like a wild thing I don't want to go into it too much the background is that for years there's these rumors that Will Smith and Jada are in an open marriage and that's how they made it work and they didn't go as so far to confirm it because I think maybe they don't think that middle America is ready for it uh-huh. uh, I don't know I'm just spitballing here but they uh-huh. did basically say that she did have an affair with this other guy the other guy had said that Will Smith gave his blessing. Will Smith says that that's not true. Who knows? Wait, this is all in the episode? No. Okay. So what happened this was- This is the background. This is the background. And like, I'm really bad because I don't want to Google people's names right now, which like I should. Uh-huh. But there's this artist who was promoting his new album. And he mentioned his close relationship with the Smiths and how he, he claims he was in a four-year relationship with Jada. Got it, okay. Um, with Will Smith's um, approval or, like, whatever. Knowledge, and yeah. Knowledge. And at first they said no, like the publicist. And then eventually everyone was like, come on, Jada. And Jada was like, I am bringing myself to the red table. So she brought <laughs> uh, Will to the red table, and they kind of talked about it. But even then it's not quite clear what actually went down, except that they did have a – the, the quote of the whole thing is an entanglement. Um, <laughs> that reminds me of, uh, what was it? Oh, conscious uncoupling. Like, yeah. like I, and, I love the new language we're coming up with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and essentially like, that's kind of where they left it. They said, they said that they had been separated when this happened, but who knows. Right. But it's been like, obviously a huge hit for Facebook because everyone wants to see, like, Will Smith is one of our last fucking movie stars, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and, like, who doesn't love seeing the inner lives of the rich and famous and, um, There's and this like, clip, you know, you know the bad boys thing? It's like, 
we write together, we die together, bad boys for life. They, uh -huh. I think they end the whole thing with like, we write together, we die together, bad marriage for life. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. I know, that's kind of the whole thing about her. It's like, there's so many layers to this. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and the fact that it's, like, being exploited, essentially, for views, and, like, man. But Jada's whole thing is to open yourself to that possibility. So if she didn't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the whole thing is. Oh, yeah, no, no. I, I, they are, co I, they seem, like, totally willing participants. It's not, like, they are being exploited. It's sort of, like, every, like, the audience is, I don't know. I mean, we're not, because we're just, like, clicking, you know, clicking in, because we want to see something juicy. So we're not being exploited either, I guess, but... Yeah, but that, yeah, that's pretty much a whole aspect of this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they've had more success with that than with their um, original programming. So yeah, nothing right, else right, right. which I like feel heartbroken about every other day. Like I legit think about this every other day. I'm <laughs> just like, Shay, my girl. Yeah, yeah it is a real bummer. And cause, like, especially because I think there was, well, I think, I'm not sure how, if you, I, I remember really liking second season much more than first. I think you were maybe a little bit more on the fence about it, uh, but it seemed like they were improving. Yeah, I think they were improving. I was more on the fence, and I and I found some of their choices interesting. So, right. I was going to say, sorry, I didn't talk to you. I was going to say, I've been dying to talk to you about Quibi. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and so it launched, and yeah. the only thing I ever hear about it is people online making fun of how nobody watches it. And so, and I remember I was talking about it a long time ago, and me being like, I think this could work. It might, it might hit. And of course it might still, but I guess I was wrong. <laughs> Maybe the world, although I think it kind of is like the victim of the worst timing in the world. Cause it launched, like it's a platform designed for short viewing on small screens. So the idea is like when you're in the subway on your mm -hmm. way to work, you can just like watch, you know, a couple of minutes and then you're done. And of course, then it came out just as COVID hit. So everyone is at home watching on televisions. And so like maybe this like short form isn't really like you literally have more time to watch stuff in the last three months than most people have most of the time. So well, uh, it was them, like weird bad timing. They <laughs> will blame the pandemic. But if you ask anyone who works in entertainment, they just have bad content. Um, I haven't seen any of it. I haven't seen any of it because I refuse to pay for any of it. Um, you, I do refuse to pay, yeah. And and I think another aspect of it, from what I understand, is that it doesn't, like, it seems like the people who created it, I don't think they had a bad idea, but it also seems like they're not consumers of television, which, huh. I don't know. So, like, I've stayed away from a lot of it. There's been a lot of, like, the articles around it have been really fascinating, but I will admit to having mostly followed the conversation via Twitter and not via the actual articles. So I got like snips here and there, uh, but not the whole sort of idea. And I do think, I do actually still think that there is some merit to Quibi. I just don't think that Quibi is the app that's going to give it to us. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I can I mean, do some of these articles. I think they're really interesting. Yeah, please send them. I'm very curious because I, when I see the promo, promo kind of ads, I'm always kind of, a shocked by the level of stars that are either in it or behind the camera on it and b uh kind of intrigued by some of the show premises uh but not enough most of, yeah most of the it. critics are like there's nothing worth you spending your money on here yikes oh yikes so, duly yeah. noted <laughs> and then uh, you can't um uh, screenshot it or anything 
so it's like really hard to even share the content of it like one of the content one of the content that did go viral was someone recording a phone from another phone other phone mm-hmm. yeah so I they need to make some of it free like you need to like like uh who did that um cbs made yeah they made their star trek thing free and they made um Twilight well, Zone apple tv a little while apple tv is free if you buy a new anything new right apple. Um, right, because then they, they need to make it free for a while so they can hook you. And then yeah, when like, you're, like, into a like, show, look, you'll pay. I'm going to be honest with you. I will be paying for Apple TV so I can continue to watch Dickinson Season 2 when Dickinson Season 2 comes out. <laughs> oh, I think yeah. Season 2 is actually going to come out sooner rather than later because they did finish filming it before the pandemic. So... I think I even well, heard something about it. Yeah. So hopefully, I'll be able to watch it while I still have the free year. But if there is a Season 3... I probably will want to watch it. Um, uh, I still haven't seen it. I'm so bummed. I need to make it like higher on my priority list. I get to watch a little TV I just, these days. I just, it's, again, it's half an hour. And I thought it was just really fun. Like I would like, here's how I want my history. Either very historically accurate or not at all. <laughs> exactly. There's no in between. Don't mess around. It's why I love A Knight's Tale. It's why I just watch all of the great. And I thought it was one of my favorite shows that I've seen during quarantine. Oh, that's another one. Yeah, they have a little Mm. asterisk that's, like, the great, and it's, like, loosely based on, like, historical events or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, because if you look up the actual history, you'll notice from the first, like, 20 minutes that none of this is really how anything happened. Right, right. But also, in its soul, maybe it is. Like, the way the queen is. Not the, the, no, not the queen, the favorite. Yeah, Um, well, it's the the same same writer. Yes, that, yeah, that's why I'm referencing it. Like, I, I fully believe that it's, like, one of the most historically accurate movies about uh, royalty ever made, except none of the facts are true, but sort of, like, the essence yeah. of it, I yeah. believe, 100% exactly. to be true. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of uh, where it's at with the great, too. Uh, yeah. Nicholas Holt is great. Elle Fanning is great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I really, I really enjoyed it. It was actually one of my favorite things that I've seen during quarantine. Ay, ay, ay. All right, all right. I need to catch up. I need to catch up. The only thing I've really seen is Devs. I watched a few episodes of Kipses of that. Really like it. Just haven't had time, chance to um, finish it. It's on Amazon. It's like a sci-fi thing. Oh, but I did watch uh, the first episode of Motherland, Fort Salem. It's oh, yeah, on, I know what that is. Well, it's, I think it's on the FX channel or FXX, one of these, like... No, it's Freeform. Disney. Oh, it's Freeform. Sorry, you're right. Yes, I knew it was a Disney subsidiary. Yeah, it's Freeform. Um, and it's kind of fun. I really enjoyed the world building of it. All right. So are we ready to start this? Yes. Let's talk about friends. Friends. Viva okay. la France. <laughs> I had to do it once. Okay. Well, I wanted to start singing the anthem, but I couldn't remember the words. It was like. <laughs> oh, I used to know this so well. I can't remember. I, I just know, know that the I just know the translation of one of the lines is. I used to know it because I took French in like fifth and sixth grade, which I don't remember a single word of. But one of the things <laughs> that I did memorize was the anthem. But now I've the anthem. It. I just remember one of the translations of one of the lines, something like "the fields will run lo- run red with blood" or something. Yeah. and I remember it's like, it's, it's like a why I have like, some respect for the French. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> it all out. <laughs> Really, yeah, I, you, you can't, you can't, uh, All right, can't deny it. So I, I guess I will start with, I did watch this whole season, 
as it was airing. And I think in a lot of ways it was, so this whole was like, I think 2018, the year when we had like, like it was like the high point of the scam, like expanded universe. We had like uh-huh. seven different like uh, adaptations at the same time. It was amazing. And yet I still think that scam season, scam friend season three is the time where it felt more like the original. Like everyone was watching clip by clip. Everyone was living through it. Like it was just like, even some of the people that I follow that are really into scam OG, but maybe not as much the the remakes, like everyone was watching uh, Franz and like on it. And there's something about um, Elliot and uh, Lucas, which is called Elu, by the way, E-L-U. Oh, cute. Uh, they like captivated people like and and to this to this day they're the most popular aspect of the show a hundred percent sometimes to its detriment but and so like I had a really fun experience watching it I think in a lot of ways is because what France is good at which uh, really works with this season in particular I don't think it's worked as well with the other seasons um, okay that's my I'm super interested to get to get into the discussion of like what I thought worked and didn't and then and then from you like to see if we have similar thoughts and then um and then how that translated uh to other seasons and, and across the fandom. I'm very, very curious now. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I've I've joked with you, but I've never actually posted that my my saying is that scam France can't hurt me. Yeah. And, and that comes from the fact that like as much as I love season three. Uh, Scam Friends as a whole has never been my favorite, so I, like, whatever choices I might disagree with won't, like, break my heart the same way another remake would. Um, Right, yeah, you have some distance, maybe, or just sort of, like, it's a thing you watch, but you're not as invested. Yeah, exactly. In in, in choices. (laughs) Yeah, got it. Yeah, for me, this was the first time, really the first time I've seen any of Friends. I did, like, watch 10 minutes of the pilot once and decided not to watch it um before I got into that well before we're doing the podcast but before we got into looking at all the remakes and uh and also it's my first time watching a season without the context of the previous season yeah Yeah. so I definitely think that has that influenced my viewing experience um and I was trying to like parse it as, when, I was, when I was feeling something, I was like, okay, is that because you just don't have context <laughs> um, or what? So I don't know. I think that'll be part of the discussion, basically. Fair enough. Fair enough. <clears throat> what, like, um, overall, did you enjoy it? Lukewarm or? I, I feel like people are going to be sad or mad at me. Um, I think overall, all right. Do we want to wait for overall till later? Like, do you want to? No, no, no. I think it's a good place to start and then like unpack uh, and unpack it. I think a lot of the season started, there were a lot of things I didn't like as the season started and that by the end of the season, I did like. Yeah. Um, like a, an easy example is. Which one? Boy Squat? Yes. 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 Actually, that's not what I was going to say, but totally, and I'm so glad you Okay, sorry, that. yeah, like, no, that, that was actually, even watching it real time, it was kind of funny how much we hated them and then how much we loved them. Uh, okay, but, all right, that's good, but, that's really good to hear. Do you actually say what you were going to say? I shouldn't put, like... Very related, um, <clears throat> the uh, Daphne and, what's his name, Basil, 
that subplot I just found really irritating in the beginning and they just kept hitting it over and over and I'm like I am I don't like this and by the end I was like okay that's sweet like okay yeah and I think that was a very similar experience as a fandom too and mm-hmm. um it was one of the points where I was also thinking about there was an interest you know I do this thing and I still do it where I like most of the text posts and only reblog the pretty pictures so like most of the discussion is lost to me, even if I want to reference it. But when we, when I was watching season five, which is Arthur's season, um, he, uh, you get to see Bez from a different perspective. This is his oh, best friend. And so like, okay, got there's it. So, so much sweetness to yeah. like their relationship uh, yeah. that you, it's like one of those times where you're like, oh, this is what having a point of view looks like. Uh, right. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I can see that. And it's, he's still the same character in a lot of ways but like there you, you just see him through the through the eyes of his best friend uh and, and also I can imagine that when they're doing that both the actors and the filmmakers the writers are diving maybe a little bit deeper into the character because it he will have more of a focus yeah so maybe they just sort of did more work yeah um, he's also there in season six but again I haven't seen it so I can't right because uh, um yeah, yeah, yeah. The relationship with Daphne, so there's uh-huh. that point. Um, and then as for is it Elu? You yeah. said yeah. the the main ship. Um, based, when that starts, I started liking the season a lot more. So I think you're totally on to like the fact that they are the strongest thing about the season, maybe or maybe the whole show. I don't know. All skin friends. Um, totally makes sense to me and. Overall, I would say the show is very dramatic. So, like, they so that's, do not so know that's subtlety. But that's the thing. But so that's what I say about the style of, like, France and French. I think French filmmaking, right, is the drama. But I think the drama yeah. within the boundaries of what the story is, because they follow the story beats, it works. Like, I think, yes. like, it's, it's maybe not my favorite way of telling the story, but it doesn't take away from it. It's a different experience of it. It adds to it exactly. in different ways. So I think it works so well. I don't think yes, it works exactly. as well in any of the seasons I've seen so far. Um, Yikes. Okay. It's the yes, same, that's it it's exactly. the same way of telling the story. It's the same sort of like leanings. It's like you can tell that these filmmakers, this is kind of like the type of story uh, that like they're good at, that they're interested in, etc. I don't know. But it like, I, and I'm okay saying it, I haven't finished any of the other seasons. I want to, I plan to. I watch like, 80% of Iman's season and then I got angry at the girls and I didn't want to watch it anymore <laughs> uh because I love this I like French girls French uh girl squad and I was just like y'all suck and I just didn't want to um and then I watched uh, like 80% of Arthur's season and that I, it wasn't even on purpose that I just stopped watching it just got more and more ridiculous like I think I stopped I clip before he gets run over by a car and then it's never mentioned again what? <laughs> oh, that's so disappointing. I actually really liked Arthur, I'm going to say. Or rather, he hardly gets any development as a character, but um, there were moments where I was like, I think that actor is a lot better than he is being utilized. Yeah, so I actually yeah. like him too. And I, I hear, despite knowing how he can be a shitty fucking boyfriend, because uh, having seen season five, every single time he did anything that I liked, I wrote, Arthur, heart. Like, I so really <laughs> like him. And I liked him as like, uh, like a understanding friend uh with some tact mm-hmm. uh as a cheerleader like a supportive like I really actually really enjoyed him 
and I was really excited when he had season five, and I was even more excited when it was a season about, like, a hard of hearing character. Oh, and is then, he the hard of hearing character? Yeah, okay, he, yeah. Yes. Unknown to you this entire time, he's actually deaf in one ear. Okay. Uh, and then will become deaf in the other. Um, That's right, yeah. Because of, because of an abusive, shitty father. Uh, oh, God. So. Oh, God. Yeah. That's such a, I mean. Sorry, spoiler alert, I guess, but yeah. Yeah. That's really sad. I assumed it was some sort of congenital issue, but um, that's really sad. It is really uh, sad. All right. Well, I'll probably watch that season. Just because I'm Actually, yes, sorry. Second time is not because of his father. Second time is he gets beat up by somewhere else. But the first time, like right now, the fact that he can't hear one is because of something his father did. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, Arthur's father. You still suck. <laughs> you still, still suck. Um, so, so I was really excited, and I think they did some interesting stuff with that. It's just like this over-reliance on these like love triangle story that like adds nothing um and I love I'm a defender of a good love triangle you know this about me and yet I do actually think that it can be lazy fucking story storytelling and it doesn't add yeah. anything except make Arthur seem like a dick um, mm-hmm. a little bit like this is gonna sound so harsh like probably way harsher than I intended but like a little bit um the feeling I got from the season overall is I like this, but it feels more like a generic teen show than I felt about the original scam. So mm-hmm. like if I saw it, I don't know if I had seen it first, I don't know that I would have sort of like had this undying the same love. Impact, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And even though like a, a lot of things are done well and are, and I like a lot like specific elements of it, but just the sort of overall feeling was, and maybe it's the ex- emphasis on the drama that made it feel that way. Um, I think that is a part of it. And so you saying uh, that it's lazy, it, that that triangle in June 5 feels like lazy writing to you or lazy filmmaking kind of rings true. Can I tell you <laughs> like another think, reason why I don't like it? I don't uh, know if you got a hint here. I don't think there's enough. I was watching it this time to see. Do you know who Arthur is dating? in season five uh no i didn't catch any hints of that uh alexia the chris character the chris character and oh instead of it being her time to shine it's like she's amazing she's just there to be the girl who gets cheated on i don't know it just oh that sucks yeah that really sucks like from a film from like a fan of the show and a filmmaker perspective that sucks because that means they wasted an opportunity for a fan favorite. I mean, I think a fan favorite yeah, yeah. sort of point of view. Yeah. I mean, and they could have integrated Arthur and his uh, hearing uh, heart, uh, loss mm-hmm. into her story, and it would have. It, it feels like it could have. Yeah. It could work and be fine. Yeah. I mean, they integrate bi- a bipolar into Evan and uh, uh, not Evan. Well, I guess, I guess it um, is Evan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Elliot. Metaphorically, yeah. Evan. Yeah. And metaphorically, Isaac's story. I'm gonna by the end of this be better at saying their names. That's okay. Um, I did. I did laugh at like. I sort of deliberately didn't want to look up what the equivalent characters were because I wanted to see if I could spot them as okay. they. Oh yeah, that's produced. an interesting challenge. Um, and it it totally worked. I okay. just like everyone. I was immediately like Vilda was. I mean, not Vilda. Daphne. I was like immediately like, oh, that's Vilda. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so let's. Uh, I, I'm in my head plotting, and right now we're talking about the boy squat, so let's keep it there for a little bit. Yeah. Totally. Uh, I do want to point one thing out about one more thing about Arthur and uh, Baz. Basil. Basil. I don't know how to say. It. I'm sorry. That I'm going to butcher every single name. It was the fact that so I think the French uh, writers 
got away with a little bit more leeway, especially even having like Arthur have his own season by saying that they're new characters. Like they're not supposed, they're not uh, Maddie and Magnus. uh, Magnus, they're new characters, which I think Mm -hmm. is kind of weak because they are pretty much essentially those two characters. And also it feels like a chance to whitewash one of those characters. Yes, you do have Jan, but having a person of color like Jonas does not excuse it's not you yeah. know it's not, you don't just get to have one, one per yeah. squad you know what I mean like you can have two you can have three you can yeah. have all of them it doesn't really matter <laughs> so I do think that that was like a definitely weakness of yeah. um of that sort of choice um mm-hmm. interestingly I'm 90% sure we they're not introduced until season three just like in uh uh the original uh mm-hmm. but I do think that I did believe that these boys were friends and were close friends since like early on even if I could sense um Lucas's like anxiety or reluctance or like awkwardness around them uh they were still Mm -hmm. believably to me a friend group a friend group I think like overall and again I think this is one of those things that is very uh tainted by the fact that this is the first time I'm watching anything of friends but uh, I, one of my kind of chief complaints about it is that I don't really get a sense of, I mean, really any of the other characters, like kind of Manon a little bit, uh, Ava maybe, maybe a little bit, uh, but not Ava, uh, you know, Emma. you know what I mean, Emma. <laughs> and so, and kind of Basil and Arthur by the end, again, it's one of those things that sort of arced over the course yeah. of the yeah. season. And however, I didn't super feel that cohesiveness. Um, I felt it between the two of them. I didn't necessarily feel it between them and Jan or them and. Uh, so, um, so my next point was Jan. Uh, that's what I, uh-huh. I wanted to bring us to. Um, as you know, there is a there is a lot of controversy out of the choice of making him react not positively uh, yes. to Lucas's coming out. And every time I watch it, I understand why they went for it again. It's the sort of like dramatic drama, like instinct that they have. And every time I still don't like it. Even, I, even if I love, there's, it gives me the scene that I love, which is um, uh, Mika and Lisa and uh, Manon basically saying like, fuck, fuck everyone, anyone who tells you like that you can't yeah. be who you are. It's an amazing totally. scene. Like, I love it. It's still not worth the heartache that it gives me. And it's still not worth, I'm going to bring it back making your one fucking character of color be the oh one who even remember you're watching this in real time it takes like it's a, a friday to a monday i think before you see him like say no you're my best friend and i'm upset because of these reasons that's still it's it leaves like a sourness that i think has tainted the way that people see his character because we already have this biases that we don't want to acknowledge towards yep. people of color so you give him this and you're just like mm-hmm. Because I, I remember even even earlier on when Lucas goes to him, sorry, he he runs into Lucas after, like, I don't know, the fifth time he's bailed on them, and he starts making his excuses again, and Yana's like, no, like, I'm here if you want me. If you don't want me, figure out your shit, and I'm going to be here. I remember people saying that he was too harsh, and I was watching it this time being like, he's a very, very nice person. Like, yeah, and, and there's nothing... And he's like, he's- He's a super mature character. Yes. Uh, almost to the point where I'm like, what was the drama in his season? Because I have a hard time imagining him not being this mature. Yes. yes. But let's, you know, put that aside. 
yeah, he's super mature and he handles it like an adult. And he's like, look, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to give you shit. You're going through something. If you want to open up to me, do. If you don't, like, I can't make you. It's this very kind of rational response. Yeah. I didn't feel that. And actually, I completely, I was nodding very vigorously on the Zoom as we were talking because part of why that, I mean, there are many reasons why that conversation um, uh, failed, the, the cutting out conversation. And uh, what you mentioned about the issue of him being a man of color, I feel like it hangs over the scene and the rest of the show, like the elephant in the room. Uh, maybe not the whole rest of the show. Let me, I take that back. Until he apologizes, like the scene where he apologizes over the uh, tabletop soccer yeah. or whatever. And again, it. it's, it's, it's just the start of the next episode. Like, and yet, yeah. it, just, it just, I don't know. Other issue, I think major of it is that he, it, it comes out of nowhere for his character. This is a character who's been very reasonable and very forthcoming and very, like, literally multiple times asking, talk to me. And, and now that he does, he's like, okay, well, peace. Like, like, I can't deal with this right now. I got to think about it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and so, and you had even warned me about it. So the minute that scene started, I was like, oh yeah, this is that scene that no one liked. And so I was totally willing to give it the benefit of doubt. Like maybe, like you said, this is a show that um, he's sort of upping the drama ante and maybe they want it to be realistic and you know blah 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 and I was like this is so unnecessary it just it feels wrong for this show specifically for this season specifically for these characters um, it felt forced it felt uh, sorry false and forced yeah I was and, like really surprised by how warmly I actually felt towards Jan uh, overall and like how I understood that he was like this safe space for Lucas and I believed yeah. it um, yeah, totally. And uh, I, I will totally like that scene that what the 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 with the Mika and Lisa and who else is in there? Daphne. Um, no, that's that Manon. Manon. Oh, sorry, Matt Manon. Sorry, that's what I was thinking of in, in my head. That scene is one of the best in the season, in it's my opinion. So good. It's the best. Yes. Yeah, it's amazing. All the actors are so good. The writing is excellent. And also, I really like the uh, the pop, like the tabletop pen, uh, soccer apology scene I thought it was really well but it just it doesn't matter doesn't make sense like it shouldn't yeah I think that's where it comes to do I was like those two scenes I can see as a writer why you would be excited about those two scenes and yet it just it's not worth it for me I don't know I feel like you could have gone there in some other way I don't know maybe even the fear before I don't know I am not quite sure how I would do it because I do I agree they're lovely scenes and again, you have to realize that you're not everyone is, but a lot of the people coming into the show have a certain expectation about what that scene is. And I've, I've gone on the record to say that it's one of my favorite scenes ever. So it's just, yeah. it, it's really hard for me to mm-hmm. accept it because it's just, I don't know, it's not worth it to me. I don't know. That's my bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. Not worth I think it. It's, it's like a theory. I, I totally agree. I think it's just a misstep of the season, like period. I don't, I, I just, I really wanted to be able to defend it. And I guess I, I can rationalize it, but I just don't think it's good. It's a good choice, period. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was fascinating, though, to hear your, your sort of, like, emotional journey with the gang throughout because it was definitely the same way as it was airing. Uh, and I do admit that by the end, like, I do really like all the boys and their friendship mm-hmm. and their, like, pure yeah. joy and enthusiasm at Alu and their friends and all that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that scene after he's been outed and he comes up to, he's in the school 
Um, and he just comes up to, actually, I think it's a little even further past the forcibly being outed, um, but he comes across uh, Arthur and Basil, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and they just sort of like are like, oh, hey, look what it is. Hey, did you see that Pride video? That was really cool. Yeah. Like, I went to a gay bar. Like, it was really cool. Like, the way they're sort of like, it's so funny and ch- charming, and yep. like, you just love them. Yes. You, I, I like, I'll help her give you everything. That is, I, 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 no, I remember, I think it's, I, and then Daphne comes in and is Daphne about it. I, I have yeah. a big memory <laughs> of texting you and being like, why do I love this Daphne so much? Like, she is still, like, a complete, like, Vilda, but I also find her super charming. <laughs> yeah, she's another one who, like, it was definitely a seasonal arc, and by the time it comes to the comp, like, the end of the common room story, I was like, okay, I like this girl, but... Yeah, that's, I um, guess that's kind of, like, where I would go kind of next, like, the girl squad and sort of, like, the common, common room as the Cosa Grupa. Um uh, yeah. <laughs> Which they don't drop. Like they actually have that the entire season as, as Absolutely. To to their credit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I um, don't actually remember if it's mentioned the other seasons, even though they're still there for like a year and a half more. Uh, oh, they never go back into the <laughs> I don't remember. Now I like I, I really can't remember. I'll I'll be on the lookout whenever. <laughs> uh, but That's I thought so it was funny. I thought it was well done. I, I liked I she definitely felt um I feel like in a lot of ways she's the most similar to original Vilda. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, she has that sort of like naive silliness, but there's a kind of fierceness to her as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so like when the principal is there and she's immediately the first one to say it's my fault, and she's also the one who's like, "We're going to protest. We're not going to let this <laughs> go." It's, it's all this feel very Vilda trait. Yeah, exactly. In some ways, it feels like what I wish I had been able to see with Vilda if they'd ever gotten to like their actual like wow, Rus season, right? I think you would have. Uh-huh. I think we would have seen more of those aspects of like our Vilda, right? You you yeah. you get some of it, and you definitely get the sense from the rest of the characters that they see that in her. But um, I always kind of wanted to see it more for myself too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, completely. Um, cause, cause like, yeah, she, like that. This is the girl who walks up to um, William. William, right? And and, uh-huh. and sort of like gives back that that sweater, right? And totally. And so it's like it's just that, but bigger. Uh, I think. Yeah. That yeah. Is not part and, of her. And yeah, and I, I don't know if they would have done the same, or if they did do the same backstory for her with the issues with her mom and sister. But in the in in Vilda's character, I think part of the and incredibleness of the reveal in that final episode, which we will do very soon. Yeah, we, um, know, we have to get to it. <laughs> yeah, is that when you find out her home life, it suddenly puts into perspective how m- much strength of character she has and sort of like strength of spirit to keep, to have this cheerfulness and positivity in her life. Um, and then also what that might cost her, that kind of compartmentalizing and the sort of not being able to deal with it. Like, it's just a yeah. fascinating, yeah, she's such a fascinating character. I, yeah, I, I, and I guess that highlighted that, again, to me, how interesting I actually find her. Um, so the the girl squad as a whole, I'm so bad because I know that everyone calls them, like, different things. Like, I, I don't remember if Le Gang is all of them or just the boy squad or the girl. I, but anyway, I'm sorry, uh-huh. Scam Fran's fandom. I'm only kind of in and out here. Uh, but anyway, um, I believe that there was um, a request from the producers to include more of the girl squad in uh, season three. And I think that you definitely see that, like, they're, they're much more present than in uh, 
the remakes and you see Lucas like hanging out with them one on one much more. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Which I really actually really enjoyed because um I sometimes do miss the girl squad. Uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I I really like their uh, Alexia, their Chris. I was not a huge fan of their Eva, Emma. I think it's the first time I've not really but it was absolutely I think a case of I just don't know this character. She yeah, I know. she doesn't it, it, have any development is, in the season. Yeah, that is pretty interesting um because I do know you were a huge lover of the Evas. Um, I find this Emma likable and funny, but um, I don't love her either. Um, right. And then Iman, their sauna, um, I, I, again, a, a case of arcing over the season. When she first comes on, I was, I mean, I know sauna used to be tough, but I didn't like, I just rubbed me the wrong way, her, her brand of toughness. It seemed um, like, I think of Sana as tough, but just like sophisticated, like her digs are sort of smarter than you. <laughs> and, uh, and this girl didn't strike me as that. But then by the end, I grew to love her for several reasons. Um, one, can I go into them really quick? Yeah. Uh, when she, when she uh, gives her kind of frustrating speech about uh, there's no reason for gay people to exist, they should have like evol- evolved out. Um, I do love that she throws into that and your scientists treated gay people like shit <laughs> until like very recently. And I, I was like, yes, I'm such a big fan of uh, let he who has not sinned cast the first stones. You know, like I always feel like we need to be looking at our own past mistakes first and working on correcting those before um, criticizing other people and cultures. Uh, so I really, really like that. And of course her... I really loved her follow-up conversation with Luca. Mm-hmm. Is it Luca or Lupe? I can't remember. Luca, but I'm just saying the Luca. English version. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, I think I think that's right. Um, yeah, Luca. I took French for Luca. all of high school. Luca. I'm... Elliot. Manon. Manon. Manon's super cute name to me. Manon. Uh, so, so, so their follow-up conversation, I also thought was really strong. And then her, the way she stands up always for the common room and for... Daphne, like, by the end, I was, like, super on board with her character. I think the actress is fine. I, I mean, like, a good actor. And I yeah. uh, really liked her look and everything. Like, you know, she's a real presence on screen. I think, I think I'm Sana. just pretty supposed to, like, basic. Like, you have to try really hard for me not to love Asana. <laughs> so, like, the moment that she, like, takes out the the tampons. Uh, oh, yes. That was brilliant. Hide, uh, I, think, I think that was the moment where I was, like, I love this girl. Yeah, yeah I totally. was, like, yeah. Yeah, you're my girl. You're going to be my girl. <laughs> And like I said, to me, one of the most frustrating parts about season four was that I felt like the fandom didn't care enough about her. Like, it was still all about Mm -hmm. Elliot and Lucas and all. It was really hard for me to find stuff, even then the Scam Friends tag. Like, I would have to look for her name specifically or whatever. And then eventually, like, the choices that the show made, I was like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so interesting. Like, I was listening to a woman talking about Muslim representation in Hollywood. And it's not great. Um, of course, this isn't Hollywood, but like, you know, entertainment, media, world media. And um, one thing that she specifically highlighted that I thought that I would never have thought of, I think, on my own, is the importance of Black Muslim representation, where mm-hmm. like of all Muslim representation that appears on screen, that one is even like, sort of even, she said even within the Muslim community, uh, there's 
conflicts there, let's say. So um, I just, I was like, that's so much, there's so much richness there to explore. And it's, it seems, sounds like it didn't quite go into that or do No, it's interesting because uh, on the one hand, I do feel like the show, especially at the beginning, does kind of acknowledge it in season four. Like when she and Sofian at some point are flirting, they do acknowledge the fact that like his family will probably have a problem with the fact that she's a black Muslim, like that race, oh, well, even within <laughs> the same religion like race plays a factor, right? It's kind of like mm-hmm. suddenly, I don't remember how much is acknowledged, but it's acknowledged to some extent. And yet I do feel like later on, a lot of the problems with the girl squad is a refusal to acknowledge that not only is she Muslim, but she's black and the prejudice is doubly real for her. And the way yeah. that people perceive her, there's a lot there. And like, instead her friends treat her like fucking shit and don't listen to wow. her. <laughs> yeah, okay, wow. So I have a lot I mean, of anger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sounds like a explosive season. Yeah, I think those were my thoughts on Iman. Yeah, I think yeah. yeah, I think that was it. And then I did want to take a moment. I do think one of my highlights was to see Manon and Lucas be friends. Like that. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about Manon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like did, did you see the clip I showed you where they just cry for a minute and a half? Oh quietly? my god. That scene is such a bummer. Like, you even showed it to me. I had seen it before, and it comes to it, and I'm like, man, I'm really <laughs> depressed. And I kind of was wondering if you hadn't seen any other version of the show, does it even make sense? Like, she's back. I didn't feel like her presence until then was so strong that you would, have, that you would even be following the idea that something's going on unless you knew already and then and so then when she starts crying you're talking to someone who saw season three first so the first time that Mirah shows up I'm like who's this bitch like I see her on a phone but like that was like but here I actually think they do they do a little bit of a better job of setting up like they know each other Uh, or and that Manu is interested in him so even like at the beginning she's like can you give me a tour? And he like gives her a tour and she's yes, all, like, totally. I, I meant more like her relationship with William and, that, and the reason she came back and that there's something wrong. Like her, I think, I think her story basically in this season is she's come back. She is hiding from her friends. Why she's pretending everything is fine with William. I mean, Charles, and she's just sort of come back because she wants, you know, her friends or school or whatever. And and then kind of she finally confesses to Emma first, I think. And then, and then whatever, it kind of, you know, resolves. But, um, or rather sets up for the next season. But, but pause. I want, you, uh-huh. I want to remind you that in the original, we don't find out about Charles and like the whole case until season four. So I will actually give them some props for, right. for starting to set up that wrap up in season yeah. My question is more just like, would somebody understand why this girl is crying with him in this particular moment? Uh, um, I think you know enough that she came back from London and there's something there. Yeah. I don't know. It, it worked right. for me enough. Uh, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's still, it's still Lucas's season. So I'm like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't need to know that much. I felt like I knew enough. Right, um, right. It was just sort of a lingering question for you in the back that this was part of that question. All right, fair enough. I, you, I wasn't sure if it was Did you agree that. with my assessment that she's the most French-looking out of all of them with, like, her outfits and, like, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, at one point, she literally wears a beret. I know, I know. <laughs> when they're out in the picnic, she's got, I'm like, come on. 
yeah, she's very like archetypally what I think of when I think of French girls. Right. Um, and and yeah, she's very charming. I like her character a, a lot. Um, I, even though I didn't, well, I guess because you kind of get the most of her, I would say. You, of, I all, think all you do blood. get most of her. Like, uh, yeah, if anything, I think what is inexplicable is the closeness between them. Um, yeah. Because uh, they know of each other, but they've never really been friends. Uh, since I assume one and two follow very closely the original, uh, that's the part that maybe I would have a problem with. But I enjoyed their moments enough that it was okay. Uh, okay. Like, like getting drunk on vodka. Uh, yes. And I love that scene, uh, the party they have. I think yeah. the three of them. Yeah. Uh, that was great. And a real callback to OG scam, I think, in, it, in the <laughs> way it was done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess, do we want to take one moment to say about how Charles is the worst William in the history of mankind? Okay, we're going to give it, like, three minutes, and then we're done, because he deserves no more. <laughs> I wrote, wait, wait, I haven't been looking at my notes, but I do want to look at my notes for this one. Uh -huh. I wrote, Charles is the worst. Nico can choke on his tears. Charles can choke on something else. I hate him. <laughs> that is, I feel like, basically all that needs to be said about him. Uh, yeah, it just and let me tell you the most depressing part. They are the only, I guess, technically now because of what the fuck down uh, Senate and so we are back together. But they are the only William and like they're still together, like in the show, like in canon. Oh wow! Like they get back together. I mean, I guess like no, no, I don't and, even want to say it. I was gonna say like all we get is her perspective, but like I can't imagine. It's a pretty shitty fucking perspective from him. Yeah, like, I cannot imagine perspective from him, from any decent person, where, like, I, I understand it's your brother, and that's complicated, but, yes, like, of course, like 100%. the thing he did is so shitty, I cannot imagine any person being like, I love this person, and yet this other person who I also love hurt her so much, and yet I'm kind of, like, torn between who I love more. Like, are you kidding me? Like, come on. Uh, yeah, I just wrote, holy shit, the worst William. <laughs> uh, like, I didn't yes, uh, <laughs> And I believe in real life, I don't know if they're still dating, but the those two, the Charles actor and the Manon actress oh, are, are dating or were well, dating. We can't, we can't judge the actor. Oh, I can't, oh, I can't the judge them at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, he does come back in season four, whatever. And he is, they're not in season five. They're like, both Manon and Charles are doing like community work. I don't know, somewhere mm -hmm. else in the world. But I do think that they come back briefly for the end of season six because it's kind of like the goodbye to the original cast. Um, right. They're pulling a skin. Yeah. They're yeah. passing it to the next generation. Yeah, next generation. Uh, which I assume will probably be like Lola's friends. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I have no idea. Uh, I do believe, though, that they might be having a different director or writer. I, I, you know, I tried to Google it before this to get the news, and then the <laughs> website that I found wasn't really working, and I was just like, ah, I'm just going to spread rumors. Who cares? <laughs> okay. Not like, yeah. I'm okay. Very... So now uh -huh. I think we get to, I didn't know if you wanted to do, like, here's Lucas, here's Elliot, here's them together, or, like, sort of do all of them together, or, like, what works do one at a time and then the relationship that seems to make sense okay, cool, cool, I cool. guess uh okay so I'll start with Lucas Luca uh Luca maybe maybe I, because I wanted to talk about Chloe and Lucas like the Chloe before oh yeah uh, yeah 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 oh Chloe yeah I forgot about her 
Um, all right. So I will, like, please don't be mad. This, he is, I think, the only Evan character no. who, you, the, sorry, not Evan, the only Issa character who, who I don't love from the very beginning. Okay. I, I do, I do, like, once the relationship with, uh, Elliot, Elliot starts. Elliot? All these freaking E names, man. Like, they're going to drive me crazy. And then E's, like, isn't an E, but it's an I, but it sounds like an E. Like, yeah. fuck me. Um, okay, so, uh, when he's in a relationship with Elliot, that's when I was like, okay, I, and, it, and I really grew to love him. And I kind of began to see a lot more expression on his face and stuff. I just, he felt a little, like, I don't know, just maybe it's coming in with expectation. Maybe it's because I have never seen him before. And mm-hmm. it's, like, sort of, you know catching him like I haven't been set up with him at all as a character yeah yeah, yeah. uh and yeah, the show is written... a little bit more guarded to me yeah, though, I, yeah exactly they, they do give him those moments of him being alone and in fact they open with him being alone which I appreciate because I have criticized yeah. other remakes I think including what the fuck for not giving me those moments of just me and the main character but I do think that there is a certain like hardness to him um, I just like a, like a, like a, I think guardedness is a good word, but it all also just didn't, I didn't even think of that when I watched it because I didn't necessarily think it was a conscious guarded. Like it wasn't like I felt like this is a guy was guarding himself. I just felt like, I don't know who this guy is. Like, okay, okay, interesting. Kind of bland. Um, yeah. um, I wouldn't say he's my favorite Isaac, but I do actually really like him and I really do like the actor, mm-hmm. Axel. Yeah, Axel. Uh, and he does like, I do a thing, I do think, like, especially, like, when I think about, like, that scene where he and Elliot have, like, the real sort of relationship talk, like, I, I was, like, he's doing such a good job with this, like, so I yes. do feel like, and he has an amazing cry face, that helps. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> I, but I think, I, I think, yeah, you're entitled to your opinion, I'm not opposed to it. Um, no, I, I just think maybe he's an actor at this stage of his career who is better at the really meaty scenes like when he gets yeah. to really dive yes. into emotion actually that's but when it's but, but when it's a more kind of casual just hanging out uh, i didn't like gravitate which, to him which as, as we know our favorite ta- ta- i can't say it it's been too uh, long taddy 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 i i think <laughs> someone will email us and be like you guys are idiots All right. <laughs> which isaac i think was so good at like effortlessly yeah yeah like even just the opening scene um not the, not the very opening scene but the the bathroom party scene when they when chloe comes in or um yeah here Emma is a comes kitchen in. here's a kitchen no, oh the kitchen right you're sorry but yes so even that scene sort of yeah so i have never this is actually a factor of having never seen the show before this friend because i was like who which one is Evan, you know, I was a little bit like, I can't, like, what's going on? Like, who? And, um, and so, yeah, I think that's that quality of, like, whereas in the bathroom scene in the original, I feel like Isak just, like, shines. Like, he could not say a single line of dialogue, and you're just like, that kid, I want to watch yeah. that kid. And, um, and I think that's probably a lot to do with directing, too, you know, and not mm-hmm. solely yeah. the actor yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I just wanted to add about Chloe, like, I do, in in some ways, he feels like more of a dick to Chloe. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but I think, I think it might help because I also think that this Chloe is a little nicer. Like, not, it's just like, we've talked about this. Emma is a lot 
It doesn't matter. Yeah, she she kind of comes off annoying. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and I and that shouldn't be a detriment to like she should be treated like shit because it's not. Uh, like no, of course it's, not. that shouldn't add to like, that shouldn't be a reason for it. But I don't know. But I think I think you're more in Isak's point of view that he, he is finding her annoying and you the audience is yeah. finding her annoying. So the degree of dickishness doesn't become apparent until he realizes it. Whereas in this version it is very apparent. <laughs> like he's so much meaner to her. I even had a I was like okay, I, I wrote in my notes, I have a question, like, is it just me or is he meaner no, to he Chloe? Is meaner. He is meaner. And also Elliot is meaner, meaner to her, which I fucking love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one I'm okay with. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. meaner in the sense I think part of it is that like that scene when he hits on her in the kitchen is like very genuine. Like he did a really good yeah. job. Like the original Isaac sort of awkwardly to my memory kind of hits on her. And this is this guy was like a smooth operator and Well, no, so, I I think original has some of that, but maybe it's stronger here. Like uh he just, yeah. or maybe I'm like his like disinterest like like the sense that he's faking it was more clear to me i'm not sure yeah, in maybe. this one i was like if i were chloe and this guy said this to me i would melt you know yeah, i think it's a little bit of it like where here it feels like i understand more her confusion because he really is sending more mixed signals <laughs> that you're like yeah yeah, yeah. so and, by the time he, uh-huh. and and despite outing him she apologizes Yes, it was weird. They are both worse to each other, I think, yes. in this version, and also kind of better because she they both apologize. I mean, they both apologize. I, I love that. I love their yeah. both. And she says, uh, I wish it too. That doesn't mean I'm gonna apologize. That doesn't mean I'm gonna forgive you, but like, there is an acknowledgement of like, I yes. probably shouldn't have gone around telling people your fucking business. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, totally. And because she says, I'm not in your shoes, I don't fucking know what it's like to like. You know, and I don't think yeah. she. Ever, she never says the line like, "It's like 2018." Uh, you know. It, it, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. I totally forgot how sort of like rude and <laughs> is at the end of that relationship. Um, yeah, she sort of chastises him, which maybe that character needs. That that seems to be okay. Well, kind of that brings yeah, me back I think, to. I think. Yeah. I mean, I think Lucas is kind of a little bitch. <laughs> I say yeah. lovingly. Right, uh, sure. Um, you know, we can love complicated people who do yeah. bitchy things. Um, yeah, I, I, well, I was going to say, kind of bring back to Luca in the sense that um, w- while my affection for him grew, I think my overall feeling for his character in this in this show, like in this season, um, is that it didn't quite have the cohesion of theme as, or character and theme, I think, as the as, as I think of the uh, original Isaac season, and, and like I know it's a high bar, like I shouldn't co- like really compare everything to it and and cut it down on it, but kind of um, this, it, all the beats are there. You know, he distances himself from his friends, he gets into a fight, he his family issues are coming down on him. And eventually he begins to open back up. So like the general shape of it is followed and yet it doesn't feel like this sort of perfectly compatible, like, you know, when you see a really great piece of filmmaking, you take more out of it than is there. Like you yourself are making all these connections and you're like, oh my God, I'm thinking, and and this one, I'm like, I got a story out of it, but I wasn't necessarily making those uh, deeper connections. my, My Spanish language, as much as I love him and I do love him, 
I don't want to like he's not like he's not like my small child like all of the other Isaks are uh-huh, like, uh-huh. and I know he is for a lot of people and I totally get it I see what is in him that people like but he's to me like charming yeah yeah uh, but yeah he's not my favorite um uh-huh. so I guess I can kind of see what you're saying where like I just want to protect Isaac and like save him from the world okay. <laughs> so many hugs um <laughs> And I feel that way with, like, like right now I'm thinking of, like, Mateo and how much I love Mateo. Um, yeah, totally. <laughs> for example. I think all, all, I think all the other Isaks I've always, I think, I'm trying well, to think you, of... you still haven't really seen uh, Robbie. Um, right. Well, I mean, all the ones I've seen. Yeah. I think I always Robbie, I think I'll be interested to see what you have to say because in a lot of ways he is, like, a small bean that you want to protect, but he's very okay. standoffish. I, I always feel mm-hmm. a distance towards him, too. So, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be too down on the character. Oh, no, not at all. I think arc or story. I think there's tons of amazing things. He uh, he has amazing scenes, all, usually with Elliot. Yes. Um, yeah. So, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. So, let's do Elliot okay. quickly, and then we'll get yes. to the two of them. Okay, okay. Yeah, so... Um, so, so, here's a uh, caveat. Elliot is probably one of the most popular um, Evans. I get um, why. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna pretend that Maxine's general hotness is not a factor. That's the actor. Yeah, I mean, uh, but <laughs> he has very strong R-Pack vibes. Is it just me? Oh, like, it's I can't the hair, see it. I can't see it. The hair, the but, nose. He has kind of like um, sharp canines, which mm-hmm. R-Pack does. I don't know why I like have studied his face so much. I haven't. <laughs> I don't know. Because oh, I it's I a see. face that wants to be studied. Like, yeah, totally, totally. just Wait, let me see. I want to. I want to show you how many. Instagram followers he has. He hit 600,000. Let's see how many Lucas has. Now I'm just curious. <laughs> Axel. Yeah, whereas he has 400 uh, K. Right, 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 right. So, yeah, like, I mean, Elliot is definitely, like, of the Evans. Elliot is the one where I'm like, if I were, like, when I was a teenage girl, yes, I yes. would have You've seen been the teenage girl appeal. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. And it's the brooding, like, he's, 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 like, brooding, but not in an annoying way. He's soulful. He's clearly hurt. You just want to, like, co- like comfort him. Mm-hmm. Um, he, his little drawings are adorable. He's funny in a quiet way. Like, just, he hits every note, I think, for uh, my, like, high school taste. Yeah, um, I think he is definitely more, most, uh teen girl like ideal uh-huh. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> like he was yeah like the mystery the charm the, he has a his smile like his smile yes. is so joyful and like sexy and like it all works yeah, man everything totally <laughs> totally yeah it's, it's great he's great casting um his I, I i really i don't think i have anything uh nitpicky to say about his character i like I said, I thought he like really breathed life into the season once he came in. Mm-hmm. Um, all his scenes yeah. are emotional and yeah, just really good. Which is, I, which I is why I, I think it's, it, it is a choice that works uh, to have the trailer be his point of view of like seeing yeah. Luca for the first time. Because obviously a lot of people are already coming in with a certain knowledge, but also I think there is like that connection is really what you're going to be building this season on. Um, mm-hmm. I guess that brings us to to Elu and uh, and the, and, the relationship. and I think that's why this season works so well because they yes. are all the pieces of the OG, but with these two that have so much chemistry um, yeah. and they're beautiful. I'm not gonna pretend that that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, 
that that's not a factor yeah that's not a factor and so like I do think that the execution of it to me even if I have maybe flaws here and there works really well in terms of that romance completely Um, so yeah the oh gosh where do I start um one moment this is very yeah yeah I'm gonna show you uh okay so uh this was I think the first Elliot to have an Instagram Oh. Because remember, it's a whole part of the plot that he doesn't have a social media. He doesn't have social media, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, eventually, Joanna has hers in uh, España. And then, what is his name? And then uh, David has his in Druk. But I think this was the first one. And talking about, like, how fun it was to watch this show, we had to find his Instagram. So, Whoa. So we got this, or we found this. Enter Polaris. Oh my god, that's amazing. And then you had to solve this to find his actual... <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. To find how? his actual Instagram. What was uh, the... Do you remember the solution, or how does it work? I don't remember. I'm gonna have to look it up. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm, actually, I'm gonna try to figure it out myself. So, until Paris, you had to... Fi- and then you got his Instagram. That's amazing. I love this. And then <laughs> people were really excited as we were watching, because something that people are very hungry for because they love this character so much is more of Elliot's point of view, right? And as uh-huh. much as you see him and you love him, it is limited. He's gone for large chunks of the season. Like, we, when we right. were watching the OG, we talked about that a lot. Like, how much, <laughs> how little Evan you get at times. Yeah, totally. So that's where, I was going to, this is where the drawings come in. Okay, there we go. Let's see. This is where the drawings come in because you oh start seeing part of the season from his point of view. So this is their meeting, for example. Oh my god, that's amazing! Uh, so this is like the, the the what he gets out of the vending machine. Yeah, it's it's like a candy bar. Yeah, it's yeah. blue or whatever. That's uh, amazing. This, this is still him and um, Lucille. And Lucille, Lucille is yeah. Uh, I love that Lucille is a cat. That feels very appropriate. Yeah, uh, you get <laughs> here. You get some of the hints of the Polaris, which we'll talk. We'll talk more about Polaris in one second. Uh huh. This is after their first hangout, which is. Probably one of the most the scenes that I love the most in the okay. entire fucking show. Okay, okay. I, I had to, I took special note of that scene because when you told me that he plays the piano, I laughed and rolled my eyes really hard. And I was like, oh my God, that's so cheesy. It's such a good scene. Such a and good when scene. You start- the song is called okay. I Love You, I think, or something like that. Like, you oh. don't know this. You have to obviously Google it and they'll tell you. Out. But yeah, go on, go on. Just when he starts playing and he's kind of like, just like ding, ding, ding. And, 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 um, Elliot is making fun of him and then and then he just like starts playing amazingly and then and you I see Elliot's transformation to go from yeah. like oh this is this boy's cute to oh to like oh oh my god also so sexy every no boy it is this- or, or it was like every boy or man whose mother made him learn to play the piano like definitely did him a huge favor <laughs> because I, I I went from totally like I'm so prepared to eye roll at this just being like oh my god this is good yes like, your I, romance I, works so like this is another like I as I said like you know I I really enjoyed rewatching this I had a huge, huge smile on my face most of the time uh-huh. but I will admit that sometimes I do look that clip up like I like yeah. that like it's just I think it's one of the first ones where I really loved um, Luca's performance. Mm-hmm. Like, I uh, just... So, I, so, you want to talk about that moment? Uh, so, yeah. part of what I love about that moment is, and I think it made it something about what you're saying about, like, his... I, I used the word gardeners, and then you kind of took that on. It's So, they're looking at the drawings, 
And then uh-huh. when he was like, what would you drive, what would you draw me as? But I was like, okay, all right, all right, there's uh-huh. a boldness there. Uh, yes, that I thought totally. was interesting. And it's kind of like, I see that, I start to see what, what attracts one to the other, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. It's totally. just, I think it's two clips, maybe it's just one clip, I can't remember. Uh, so it just really works for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's great. It's great. Yeah, I, I even wrote the names of the clips because I think those are some of the famous ones. So then, then uh, 1934 is the playing the piano. Um, uh-huh. Uh, oh, uh, my note was like, they surprise each other. Like that scene. Yeah. I really liked how they're, there's definitely an attraction. We've seen it. But this is where they, like the first time where they're like intrigued and surprised by each other. And I just thought totally. that was cute. Oh, minor That's point. That's such a good way of putting it, yeah. Minor point, but I want to say it out because I do want to. I do want to respect Lucas for this. Uh-huh. He is the only Isak to have the boy squat show up at the Casa Grupa. I noticed that. <laughs> I noticed that, and I was like, "Oh, that's different." <laughs> I was like, "His bitches like follow him. He's like going to show up. They show up." <laughs> okay, that was the the sidebar. Uh, let me see. Uh-huh. Let me see if there's what another. else is in this? Um, okay, so raccoon. Uh, yeah, so you've got, you've got the raccoon, so the hands sort of like at the, uh, uh-huh. who's, who's the drawing, yeah. sort of like his frustration, I think, about his own, um, his mind, that's his great, mind. I'm sorry, people, I, I'll, I will, like, include this, this, again, his, we mental, just, yeah, his we just got to, I mean, the, the brain one, the, the mind one is, uh, a brain, a human brain in a jar, it's really yeah. interesting, and this also is very interesting, because the raccoon kind of, like, in, scratched out, very pen, pen scratched darkness around yes. him and sort of, sort of the chaos inside and outside. And then, so, um, and then, um, this is after the I, Can you go back down for a second? That, that kind of male body in water, I wonder if that's, that almost feels like a shout out to the to original. Yeah, 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 man underwater, especially because at this point we didn't know that the kiss wasn't going to be underwater. Uh, right, right, right. I mean, it kind of is, but yeah. Well, yeah, so, well, um, so this is the kiss. This is the kiss. Oh, of course, the rain. Yeah. So it's okay. a picture of rain. So you want to do you okay? Do you want to talk about Polaris and the kiss? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So one of my favorite things actually of the season is Polaris. Yes. I, <laughs> I was like, I wonder if she's gonna think it's stupid and pretentious or that it absolutely fucking works. I don't know if in my head I'm just picturing the best possible version of it because at one point I did think like a student film version of what he's describing is probably really bad, but <laughs> but like I he, have faith in Elliot, yeah. and 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 I and so I imagined the best possible version, and I freaking loved it. Like uh, just the the kind of the I, as a, a, a stepping away from the original, like it's a thing that they have made their on their own. Yes. I thought it was so good and such a like beautiful and kind of for them subtle, although for any other show, it probably wouldn't be that subtle. I mean, for any other version of scam, um, subtle kind of theme, thematic um, expression of, of, of what, what each of those characters is going through yes. to one, in one degree or like, another. Look, I love my Romeo and Juliet like references till the end of the world, but the uh-huh. fact that they were like, we're gonna like, we're going to explain thematically what it is we're going for here with these two characters yeah. by using yeah. Elliot's own storyboards. And then we're yep. going to fucking recreate it and it's going to work. Okay, let's talk about the kids. Okay, so, 
um, super excited to get a kiss that is not in a pool. And I, <laughs> I so admire, I mean, I love all the different versions of the pool. There's something like funny and wonderful about like what kind of pool are they going to be in now? Um, but I was super, super excited that they that they did the tunnel and then that they recreate the kiss in the rain. Yes. I thought it was, uh, so it's good. so good. Yeah, so yeah. I remember around a lot of posts going around because remember these were all happening within weeks of each other of like Druk, pool, no water. France, <laughs> water, no pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then of course they do kind of get water in there because they have the rain. Yes. Um, yeah. But but yeah, I I, I, yeah, I, I, I it. it is, um, it is, and again these those big moments just they pull them off, they make them their own. Um, yes. Totally. And, and I think it works. I love the kiss. I think it's so yes. well done. Um, yes. I love the fucking storyboards. Uh, it could have not yes. worked. It was a gamble. And I think it yes. absolutely fucking works. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, it's, it's such a, like, they shot for the moon in terms of, um, in terms of uh, measuring up to several great versions of that already. And I think they just, like, knocked it out of the park. Like, it's so good. Uh, I think it's one of my favorite, honestly, versions. Okay, um, and then you'll see here that we get two more sort of drawings. You get Elliot sort of building a wall. Um, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, there's kind of like a raccoon ears peeking over a brick wall. So, yeah, I didn't catch the message of that, but that's very good. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then his uh, struggle with like sort of like communicating with Elliot. So you see right. Trying to, yeah, there's like a little yeah. like, yeah, like a two-panel comic of a raccoon trying to write and then throwing away different drafts of Yeah, of and then so this one is not, it's not him, but this was a very famous one on the fandom, because remember, there's a lot of times that you don't see Elliot, and we're all hungry to know what he's doing, so he puts this picture, and then he writes this, in case you ever foolishly forget, I am never not thinking of you. And this is when uh -huh. they're not together. Uh, so like, this has become one of their lines. Like people love using this line. And it was also okay. kind of famous because, let me see if you see it. I don't think you see it. The character actually commented on it at some point. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people were Because uh, he, he said like, DM for credit. So I imagine that he ever eventually like. Oh yeah, so that uh, was, yeah. So that I, maybe that's what, that what I think of it. Maybe that was a comment at some point and then. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, why don't we get to, uh, this is the last one, last one I'll show you. Uh -huh. <laughs> the paint scene! Oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> like a little raccoon in a hedgehog, totally covered in paint. Okay. <laughs> that's so funny. So yeah, let's... Uh, I just realized, given our conversation about Luca, Luca, how great, actually, hedgehog is the perfect character for him. Yeah. He's just like, kind of prickly like kind of like help holding himself back in a tight little ball mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um so All you right, did a good so job do you want to talk about the 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 paint sex scene being the most french thing about this or <laughs> it is i would i would say it's the most french thing except for the part where they do an actual protest to <laughs> open the common room which I actually snort laughed out loud, and then they call themselves out in the scene. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, yeah, we do this very well. And I'm like, yes, you do. Kudos. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, but this, this would definitely be the second most uh, so, um, thing ever. So this, like, I don't know. I, 
as 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 I've talked about the popularity of scam friends, if you're very popular, you also get a lot of haters, right? So mm -hmm. so the the thing with scam friends is that they fight with everyone, and everyone fights with them. <laughs> also, very friend. Keep and going. one of the things that people like people like some people have serious issues against this sex scene. I like it. I think it's What's like the problem. I don't know, like nudity. Of, of thinking oh, the logistics of paint. I did think a little bit about the like ick factor of that, yeah. but the, that I, you know, I kind of think that when they kiss in the pool too, like it's it's just something you have to like let go. Like it's not that, I don't know. Exactly. I'm able to let go enough because they even like let them talk before this whole thing happened. Like, like it's one of the only, it's not immediately, hey, let's, um, like, bone. yeah, let's bone. <laughs> like there's an actual conversation. Um, yeah, yeah. I really liked it. I liked to see. I liked, I even um, kind of had a feeling that what they would do in the end with that mural would be a sort of Jackson Pollock thing. I don't know why I just had a feeling. Oh, nice. I do, I do want to show off my art uh, knowledge a little bit. I don't have a lot of it, but I have this like weird little thing I want to throw in. They, they, they kind of call it their um, honor of Jackson Pollock, their mm -hmm. like mural to Jackson Pollock. And of course, there's like a lot of Pollock in there. But that actually, that thing of like covering yourself in paint. And um, so there's an artist, a French artist called Eve. Oh, and I forget his name. Not Eve Montan. That's an actor. Eve Klein. Okay. Uh, Eve Klein, who's like a big like uh, artist, modernist in the 60s. And he developed his own colors. And then he would like, I think, I don't know if it was him or his wife or both of them or who knows, would like cover themselves in paint and roll around in a giant canvas. Oh. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, everyone was like, ah. um, and, and so anyway, I just loved, I feel like they, they, there's a little bit of an Eve Klein inspiration in this too, especially when at the end, mm -hmm. uh, was it, is it Daphne who's like, are those butt cheeks? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that like, uh, pan of all of them looking at the, at the painting, at the mural, including Elliot and Lucas. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and there are different reactions to it. It's yeah. kind of fantastic. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. yeah so, like, they're having sex in school, but, like, isn't everyone at this point? Like, I feel like everyone they, in the fucking show. They has. literally have a mattress in their common room. Like, come <laughs> on. Um, maybe that's the most friendly thing. No, that's me. That's not this, true. That's, uh, that's this that's is, a, like, the, that's a bad the silliest thing, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this with you. Yeah, Wait. I don't have a problem with this. I mean, like, you could, I, I guess I could see, like, this seeming cheesy, but, like, the show has, the season has embraced, like we said, like, kind of a more dramatic Yeah, to me, to me, it makes sense with the show, and, and it, yeah. it, it is, like, and they tend to sometimes go with the visual over, totally, over so, the logistical the logistic. aspect, you know, <laughs> and I'm yeah, okay totally. with it, I think it's beautiful, and uh, yeah. I like it. All right, this is, you know what, I just thought it. of another, sorry, go ahead. Right, this was, I once took a quiz that said, have you ever wondered which wild scam remake fandom drama you are? And then I took the <laughs> quiz, and I was Druk versus Scam France, which, yeah, I, I, I believe in that, yeah. Which felt right. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's funny that they're the most dramatic ones. Yeah. Because yeah. Druk was quite dramatic, too, in a different way, in a more, like, dark way, just a more sort of generalized like angst like interpersonal angst like when they're with each other they're very uh, yeah. dramatic okay so and well Drew is more like personal like 
all, like when I'm by myself, I'm very yeah, empty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just thought of another thing, something we're talking about the pain and we think of this, another reason why the tunnel is so fantastic, because there's an element of the tunnel that is scary, right? Like yes. he, they have their flashlights under their faces, which kind of gives like creepy effect. And they, he's turning off the light, he's disappearing. And that's so wonderful for this moment of, do I do this? Do I not do yes. this? What's going to happen? No, do it, I kiss it's him? kind do of I that not? thing that we were talking about, that again, it's, it's like, it feels so in your face and not on subtle. And yet, and yet, it 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 works, man. It like, works because it totally works. because like uh you know the joke with like Isaac and Evan, it's like oh uh the boy who couldn't breathe underwater, right? And he, but uh -huh. here it's like he's Elliot is just straight up saying you're scared, you're scared, yeah. you're scared, you're scared, <laughs> you're scared, <laughs> yeah, you're scared, yeah. And even yeah, when he, he makes fun of him, like the next the next morning, he brings it back again. It's like like the boy the, who was scared, the boy who was scared of the dark, yeah, yeah, um. Uh, okay, question. Which of them, who do you think is the, for the, the Polaris, the movie, is yeah. Ooh, one yeah. male figure walking into a tunnel, and then there's another figure who he says is gender neutral, maybe not even human, um, not neutral, but unknown, and uh, who lives in the dark. Which, who do you think is who? I think, Elliot I, sees, I think Elliot sees himself as the one living in the dark. I don't know. Yes, if, I would I agree don't with know. that if that would be my interpretation, because also like this, the arc of the season is in a lot of ways, uh, Lucas coming in, Luca coming into the light, right? Yeah, I, th I think what kind of what works about it is that it could go both ways, but I do think you're right that he sees himself as the guy in the dark. And also he's like more comfortable in dark while mm -hmm. uh, Luca is the one who's kind of like freaking out in the tunnel. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think that totally makes sense. And, and again, goes nicely, the fact that you can interchange them goes nicely with the, um, the, the the process of them kind of helping each other which yeah. is in the og and this one obviously yeah okay uh let me see <laughs> what else can we what else can we say about them let me see so we briefly um, talked i thought that storytelling was really efficient and i kind of wish i had a timeline of the original because i'm curious to see how to compare but i feel like he sees uh, uh luca sees elliot kissing lucille really mm -hmm. early am i crazy like it seems no no it's, than before. it's the same episode although they do change it it's not as heartbreaking because it's not in his face it's like it happens like that's right that's right she comes in, in yeah that she scene. comes in and that's here, right he, okay and here he kind of like lets him go and then mm -hmm. goes to meet her which i thought mm -hmm. again like they make these little small changes that work for me that was one of them that really worked I'm blanking on what the other ones are. Um, oh, 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 more towards the end of the season. So let's talk about those. And we haven't talked about the mental illness. Okay, we can, okay. So, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, let's get to that. They do yeah. make uh, a lot of changes with Lucille. I do mm -hmm. always cannot help myself from reacting strongly when, when the, 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 like his crisis hits? Or? Yes, yeah. What was it called? This manic episode. His manic episode. Oh, uh -huh. um, like, I, I will never, ever be able to watch those clips comfortably. I don't mm -hmm. like it. It makes me really anxious. Uh-huh. Okay, one change that they did that I thought was, like, freaking brilliant is putting them on that barge instead of a hotel. Yeah, yeah. Because instantly, especially when you know what's coming, oh, my God, my adrenaline shot to the roof. I was like, what's going to happen? Is he going to, like, almost drown? Like, what is it? If they're on water, this is really, you know, it's like a degree of danger more. Mm -hmm. So that, that was really great. Um, but yes, you're, but with regards to Lucille, it is incredibly uncomfortable. She is, she, oh, go ahead. Yeah, she calls him a whim, which I thought yeah. really hurt me. 
Uh, but yeah. again, like, you know, now I'm like super into Sonia. I'm like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And, and I do think that they do eventually do a really good job with her later on. But I, I can't, like, no matter how intellectually I tell myself, she, she's, she, she's coming from a place of fear. She like, uh, like really does, well, and her, you know, like she feels been broken up with. like exactly all that aspects. Um, it's still like, I still can't help but hate her a little bit. <laughs> In that moment, for sure. I, I do think one small change that I like, it's not really a change, but sort of like something to emphasize a little bit more is in the double date scene where she, like um, Elliot rather, is really mean to her openly in a way yeah. that's even more than in the original. And I thought that was actually kind of good, even though it makes Elliot kind of a shithead, but like it- oh, Well, I was, I actually noted that too, because I liked the fact that they are okay with making Elliot mean, and that doesn't And make- I think, yeah, and I think it like really illustrates that their relationship is kind of over. We're yeah. told that in the original, but I think it yeah. actually helps to see it, how much they're not really vibing anymore. Um, I actually had a real problem with her seat to um, Okay, so here's, here's what I do like about it. I like that okay. they met. Like, I like that they're meeting. Yeah, that it happens. Yes, I agree. Um, I like... And that it's face to face and everything. That it's face to face. I like, uh, I like some of the sentiment behind it. Like I liked, you're not a whim, and of course he can love. Um, mm-hmm. because, um, oh yes, I did really like that. So that's it, the kind of like the first half of her speech. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I, 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 pre- I like that aspect of it. Um, totally. I don't think he at this point needs to hear it, but he likes to. Like it's kind of like nice for him to hear it in a way. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but go on. How do you feel about the rest? Well, the, the, I totally agree with that. The second half I didn't like because it felt like she, and not just her, but the show was putting a huge emphasis on like, you are now his caretaker. You're just going to have to like drop your life and like your whole life and emotions are going to rotate around him. And I was kind of like, I mean, he's uh, an independent human being. He can, there are ways to manage bipolar disorder. He has responsibility for himself, (laughs) even having bipolar disorder. So I think, okay, that's interesting because I feel like the show was trying to go out of his way to say not that. Like, especially after that, they do. So in the following scene with Basil talking about his mother, actually twice they they hammer home that like the opposite message but the way the scene was delivered in the moment felt okay, very okay. like they're romanticizing it they're kind of like putting this emphasis because it turns into her voiceover over it does which of, i didn't remember i didn't remember yeah, over, that it went on that long and over, over images yeah yeah of him like taking care basically of, of elliot luca taking care of him so it's um, I was a little bit like, I do not agree with this message. And then I was glad when they reversed it, but it was kind of an odd thing to do in the moment. I think the, the same reversal could have happened without quite like glamorizing or romanticizing or even like implying that dating someone with uh, bipolar disorder is like basically giving up your life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just, mm-hmm. I don't know, there's nothing very weird about it, but, but, they, but they did correct it. So I, I'm... Well, that. yeah. So then, I think that would bring that brings me to sort of like one of the things that people do usually talk about and praise the season for mm-hmm. is giving Elliot the chance to have a conversation, yeah, very honest and frank conversation about his uh-huh. illness and his moods and like what being in a relationship with him feels like, at least from his point of view. 
Yeah, and his insecurities about and his, it. Exactly. So exactly. So his yeah. insecurity about it, and yeah. sort of like have them talk about it, and not just kind of like, yeah. and it and and as much as we love the minute by minute, which is also there, like mm-hmm. bringing a little bit more depth to it, and like adding a little bit to his character, and like a little bit more understanding of why the the. I don't want crazy people in my life comment hurt as much as it did because yeah. it's yeah. it's like just it's it's his number one insecurity in the world right yeah yeah totally that that because of his bpd he is unlovable <laughs> i mean literally yeah, exactly. I would say that, and that he, he can never have a normal relationship and that he will always cost yes um whoever is in relationship with him more than he can bear to cost yeah. and uh and even, so it was really great to hear that and gave so much empathy and depth to his character, just like you said, and then also to have the opportunity for Luca to, uh, yeah. I really, yeah, I really say, liked, I really liked when he's like, like that. I really liked when he's like, sometimes I won't take my meds. I tend to do that when I feel good. I feel good with you. Uh, like, I don't know. I just, it, it, you know what's interesting? Uh, uh, go ahead, sorry. I don't know. I just felt like there was a self-awareness and an honesty, but also like, it also showed me like how young he is in a lot of ways. Like I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. Yes, it, it added this like layer of, of oh, you're a kid. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, in, in, a, yeah. in like an okay way. Like you'll you'll be better. You you'll, yes. you'll 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 learn. So that's yeah, kind of totally. what I what I got out of that too. Uh, and I like love, the, yeah. the chance for Luca to sort of listen because he listens and then respond. And I think that listening aspect we've talked about so much. And in a way that like. Like we said, I think those those characters do so well. Excellent, Maxine. I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. I can't speak French, guys. Uh, do so well um, in that moment between the two of them, and it's raw and it's emotional. But it's not like I think sometimes the criticism, for example, with España, is that Chris and Joanna are really high energy people, so they yeah. like they scream at each other, like right. And right, so right, like right, it right. brings remember, like, yeah. a, a different sort of like aspect to that. Whereas here, they're able to talk and listen. Um, yeah. And I love that Luca gets to tell him, like, you know what, I'm going to be a shithead, too. Like, yeah. you being, having DPDs, like, it's not that big a deal. Like, basically, he's saying, like, you know, we'll learn to, everyone has their thing, and you're going to have to tolerate mine, and I'll tolerate yours. Like, or not tolerate, but, like, learn to live with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, and I was like, that's exactly what Elliot needs to hear. Yeah, so, yeah, so I, I, again, I do give them props. I think that was really well done. I think it mm-hmm. works with them. And speaking of, I just want to point it out because, again, they're just so dramatic. Like, then when they're, like, saying goodbye at the bus because he has to go oh, no, back yeah. home. And, like, and, like, Luca is just, like, fucking sobbing. Yeah, like, he's just going, like, one arrondissement over. Or whatever. Like, I don't know where, where yeah. <laughs> Elliot lives. But, like, it's not Japan. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like they'll they'll see each other soon. Oh wait, so let me. Funny. I wanna let me let me do this. I just don't know if it sounds if I type romance hoodie scam France. Oh, I took I noticed that hoodie too. I was like, that's a very funny. Oh, I think uh, I think this is okay. So these are all copies. There's I wanted to know how much the original one because I think the original one is actually really expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, they were selling like um yeah but it's become like like to me like <laughs> i wrote roman sudi is my favorite supporting character in the whole <laughs> show <laughs> it's there yeah. all the time uh yeah. lucas has lucas has a lot of emotional scenes i think it's in uh-huh. his instagram too and then he gets to he gets just, his boyfriend to wear it just to remind you in case you've forgotten <laughs> yeah <laughs> what this season is about <laughs> i love it 
I love it. I love the <laughs> romance city. Yeah, it's great. Um, uh, yeah, and, and I guess to come back to it, I do actually like the the scene about like you you can have your own life, um, which I thought was yeah. again really really ex- well explained and expressed. Yeah, and I thought, another. And another, I do another, think that they do give his illness like the respect it um, requires, right? Um, yeah, as usual, Basil's contribution, like the character of Basil, always kind of contributes about his mom, and I thought this was another good version of it. And he has one line specifically that I wrote down because I was like, that's so simple. And like, yes, like, yeah, that. He says, just because he's bipolar doesn't mean he doesn't feel anything. <laughs> and, and then he goes, of course, quite the opposite. But um, I just thought that was like such a simple refutation of, because he's telling him that, he's telling Luca that when Luca tells him that Lucille said he doesn't feel anything for me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hello, just because he's bipolar doesn't mean he doesn't feel anything. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I thought that was like a nice, like small thing with regards to his mental illness. That and he also says like something about people must be taken as they are, um, which I wish I could remember the context because I really liked. It. Like I know it's the same conversation where it's like the first time where he finds out about um, he's sharing with them about being bipolar. Uh-huh. Somehow the way that he phrased it, I was like, yeah, yeah, that was that's beautifully put. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like, it makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense to me. I think his mom said something to that effect too, doesn't she? It is quite possible. Uh, Am I crazy? Am I no, I think, I think she does in the text message, uh, which happens. It's, it's interesting because I feel like some moments do happen exactly as they do in the, in the original. But then I do think that some moments are sort of compressed a little bit. So it's interesting mm-hmm. to see what gets like stretched out and what gets like uh, more like efficiently put out. So I do, I, I do, I do think that they, they do fine with the mom, but it doesn't yeah, have to yeah. be as as important to the story as it is to, with Isaac, I think, or as yeah, emotionally resonant as it is. Um, I think that's what I was talking about with how his arc has the same shape as Isaac's. All the pieces are there, but these kind of subtle changes have been made so that it doesn't quite have the same um, integrity of, like the original Isaac arc is completely uh, a character piece like well, it, it's, it's, it's it's what we've talked about like and I know I like I'm not gonna stop saying it it's what we talk about what Julianne is so good at as a director and yeah, as a writer totally. it's not just the story arc it's like the choices made for the actors the choices with the camera the choices mm-hmm. made with the references like there's a reason that we are obsessed with the locker metaphor there's a reason okay. that water water is not just the kiss it's like it's like rebirth, and then it gets mentioned like fifty-five times. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's yeah. his name. And, it's and the then, Bible. It's like over yeah. and over. And and going to your comment about what's stretched out and what's not, it's also interesting. Like, uh, the, it's it's the order that you put things in is also yeah. one of her strong suits. And it's not not that it didn't work here. I did very much tear up. So you know me and moms, I like totally teared up at that yeah, scene. Yeah, but I didn't like. And not that I didn't like the scene with his mother, mm-hmm. um, but I always kind of like slightly less like when they show the parents. I was going to ask you about that choice where like, yeah. you, know, you you get to see them and hear them. Um, uh-huh. And I didn't know how you felt well, about it. Specifically in a version where we otherwise do not see any parents. Because there've been versions, like I think in Spain where the parents are very, no, Italia, the parents are very present. Yeah, and yeah, I'm okay that's with true. that. We do love that one. That one made you cry. Yeah, I, I'm okay with that, but it's like they kind of like follow the no parents thing, and then they just show her at that point. I was like, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's not that I dislike it. I don't think it didn't work. It was just 
I don't know, maybe it's a personal taste thing. It kind of is another moment of just like, they're like slightly less subtle <laughs> than the original. Yeah, and, and I do, and I, and, and again, I don't necessarily mean that as a criticism because as we've said, sometimes it yeah, really no. works, but it is just part of how brands tell stories and that's why uh -huh. some things work better than others. Uh -huh. Without having seen six, just very briefly, I will say that some of the criticisms that I've heard is that they set up a lot of, a lot of, big storylines and then don't completely follow through with all of them and mm. so it's like well what was the point of this what were you like what what am I supposed to take out of this um right. so so like it seems like there were some frustrations in terms of that and that's the thing like for, like we haven't we've only done season one of of what the fuck and that was some of my frustration with season three uh as much as I there were a lot of aspects that I enjoyed I was like I just don't feel like everything has to pay off the way that I want it to. Right. Again, right. We, you, you, hopefully you guys have heard us. We don't think season three is perfect, but when it comes to payoff and setup, like, sorry, <laughs> the setup and payoff, it yeah. is excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's textbook. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, could, you could write, you could teach a film class. With it. I, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I guess I, uh, is there anything else about them? The only thing we didn't really mention was, uh, of their big sort of romantic moments is um, the morning after the kiss, which it's a very mm -hmm. similar conversation. They talk about parallel universes. You do get a shift in perspective, like of like how they see the world, but I don't think it's like as like Evan was like way angstier. <laughs> I think that yeah, was. and I do think that in general, I think Evan is a way angstier person, uh, which is really interesting with like his because he also kind of has like a sunny demeanor sort of mystery. Uh -huh. uh, I don't think Elliot is quite as angsty, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, uh, totally. He's emo and pretentious, but that's different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's more like... Um, he's just more French, guys. He's just more French. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't think of a better way. He's, he's not like he's moody. It's just like he's like more introverted or something. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it is, yeah. It has, that's an interesting way of, of looking at that, yeah. Yeah, it's not that, but, yeah, but. I was actually going to bring up earlier, when I was trying to describe, like, the, like, how this Luca and Elliot are different, I was trying to be like, oh, I guess, like, I wanted to ex describe them using introvert and extrovert, and then I wasn't sure how I felt about either of them in terms of the introvert, extrovert, so I was like, okay, maybe not. No, I think they're both kind of introverted, which is right? interesting. Right, right. Yeah, um, yeah. So I thought it was yeah, good. it's more common to do what OG did, where you have like an extrovert who drives the energy. Yeah, um, but it works really well this way. Yeah, and then and then so I do, but I do like that they set up the idea of like the different universes that then um, uh, Elliot uses in the drawings throughout. In the drawings, yeah, yeah. I did love the drawings too. I mean, I, I know that has been used before, but I like this version of yes, it. Yes, I think this is probably my favorite art out of all of them. Uh -huh. Yeah, like there's, totally. there's a universe where um, I'm in high school and I print all of them out and I put them on my notebook. All right, I'm going through my notes and I feel like the only other thing that I wanted to acknowledge, even though we talked about the second speech, it was a little bit of uh, Mika and sort of like first the, the I'm not that type of gay speech. And then obviously then the, the comforting crying speech. Um, uh -huh. This is, an, this is like, I also usually feel uncomfortable with the whole, like, I'm not that type of gay speech. But uh -huh. this one, it, to me, it's like, and I think it's very justified. 
it's how angry he is. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's completely justified. And I get it. And like, it makes sense with what we know of his personality. Like to me, he's the prickliest out of all the, yeah. um, wait, what's the name of the character? Uh, of all the Isaacs, you mean? No, not Isaac. Oh, Mika. Yeah. Like, oh, um, Eskild. Yeah, he's of all the Eskilds. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I, and so like, to me, it's within character for him to be like, like, I don't know why it felt angrier to me. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 patient, but, in a good way. but I believe it. And so like, it's hard for me to watch because of that. And yet I also think it's very well done. Mm -hmm. um, I totally agree. And this is the first time that I really sort of felt, I really think the very first of all the versions, that I really felt the depth of the political um, struggle that he yeah. is articulating. And that's, why, and that's why I think it makes me uncomfortable, but in a good way. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, he's right, you know? Yeah, like, like in all the other versions, I'm like, I get the point they're making, but it's kind of more abstract. In this one, I was, and maybe it was because of the reference to scientists torturing homosexuals until like the 1950s. Yeah, I, I, I forgot uh, to think that I also liked that edition. Yeah, you were right, yeah. Yeah, um, so maybe it was like on my mind or something, but it, it yeah, his reaction really worked. I also think uh, Luca's yeah, delivery is interesting, um, where he doesn't feel like, he doesn't feel like he resents the fact that he's gay, unlike other versions. Yes, like even OG, he is much quicker to accept the yeah. fact that he's gay and to yeah. be comfortable with using the label, even if he has to put like parameters around it. Like yes, and even and and yeah, he doesn't necessarily want to tell people, but he seems okay with it. And also, like he because even when he fully... Googles the infamous Google, he takes the quiz. The quiz is like, eh. and then he googles how to pretend. I think he googles how to pretend, how to hide your gay. And so yeah. I'm like, this is episode three, and you're like pretty much accepting like a lot yeah. about yourself. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But he's sorry, not denying it. it. He just he just doesn't want it outwardly known, and and he doesn't and he needs to sort of fully he hasn't fully like I explored that identity or what like what it means. In the, you know, he hasn't cut like taken a queer cinema class or whatever. You know, he hasn't like sort of like um, been in touch with that history and yeah, culture. Of uh, but, but like, and, and he wants to deny it, which is, so I guess what I'm saying is in that moment, he feels like he's denying wanting to ever be in touch with that history and culture, as opposed yeah. to denying that he's gay. Like, yeah, like it, I, he just doesn't own, want to be gay. Yeah, it's his own, like, it's 2018, uh, who cares? Right. <laughs> right. Because, like, of his because of his, his own internalized homophobia, of course, but I think that part of him of is course. like, I don't need to engage with that aspect because... Mm -hmm. because and then he lists all the reasons why right uh, right 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 so yeah I yeah, just thought, yeah, I just thought that, that, that was a pretty well scene and then we already talked about the other scene which is great where it's like you have to spend your life telling people that you're gay and like sort of like Yana's gonna come back to you and blah blah, blah. Yeah. And he's just like I'm just like I'm so glad that you're there to be this person for yeah um, that line of you're gonna be telling people you're gay the rest of your life did I can't remember if I've been using this version or if I know it because you mentioned it I might have mentioned it I might have mentioned it because, because I it's really so love good. that scene it's it's so good and it's such like a great way of kind of like making him okay with the like it's just like it's a thing you have to do you know yep. and you're, and you better get used to it you know yep. and, and, it's and, kind it of like, and it sucks and it sucks but yeah it. yeah 
like this is a kind of a lame comparison, but like I've struggled with my weight my whole life. And then like one day I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have to spend the rest of my life going to the gym and watching what I eat. Like that's just a thing I'm gonna have to do. Mm-hmm. And um and so it kind of I have I felt a kind of connection there on that level where it's him just sort of being like, Yep, this is this is a thing that is now a thing and that's okay. You know, yeah. I'll live through it. I'll deal with it. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. So I, I really, um, I really enjoyed them that moment. Uh, yeah. Um, um, oh, okay. Two, two small moments that are some of my favorites. Uh-huh. First, when Elliot returns the scarf. Yeah. Uh, first of all, because it's a scarf, like how French can you get? Uh, <laughs> it is second, <laughs> second of all, because it's Jan's scarf. So it's like, <laughs> like one yeah, move. And th- I, it was a very fashionable scarf. It was, I think, very French. And third, because. <laughs> For the rest of like, maybe to this day. So when he, uh, when Elliot comes over, I think Elliot, uh, Lucas is. Oh, Lucas is like, oh, this is like uh, a dude, like Mac. Uh, oh, uh-huh. And so like, but then I think it's actually used as boyfriend later on. But we like the fandom like took it over and just called everyone like dude all the time. And then the people who actually speak French were like, you're using it grammatically incorrect. <laughs> But it became, like, a whole thing, like, mech. Uh-huh. Uh, and maybe I'm misremembering. Someone remind me what the actual deal with that. Uh, and then the second one was, wait. Oh, um, after the, the party in the common room where everyone breaks in and then runs home and whatever. And, uh-huh. and Elliot is all like, you know, Lucille and I, we're almost done, like, blah, blah. And Luca is like, oh, so you, you think you're ready for, uh, like, a new girl or something and he's like not necessarily a girl <laughs> Elliot and I'm like again all right respect <laughs> so uh, not necessarily a girl is another moment that uh people like to reference all the time uh in terms of France and sort of like the mem- yeah. memorable moments nice yeah yeah that that one didn't stick out of my head but I like it oh and um, I don't know if you noticed that I think Arthur calls uh Luca Lulu as, oh I didn't know yeah no, as, that's as a yeah, so it's so that's also you you can you can see that show up on uh, in fan fiction sometimes. Uh, <laughs> and, I didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think those are where my big points. Anything else you want to add? No, I think uh, I gave up my big points, and we. I, t- I think we've talked about all my favorite scenes. I just wanted to mention one odd scene, and then one kind of note I forgot to give. The uh, one not odd, but like I was definitely like did a double take when at the costume party uh Elliot shows up wearing like a mask a mask I was like oh someone's ready for 2020 <laughs> I know I'm like oh that's eerie um I think I'm not ready to be reminded of that in I know right and so like yeah it was kind of weird anyway um that was a weird thing that I noticed and oh just uh, like a uh, observation I kind of forget forget to give which is and going back to Arthur and Basil and feeling a little bit like there's something off about this, I do wonder if the fact that they're cast older and young as well um, than their actual ages, which affects my oh, yeah. impression of them. Because Basil and Arthur in particular act very young, and so and it's like it's just a weird contrast with their age, with their clearly actual age. And so I think that's what gave me part of that. Yes, feeling that, of that like, has been a criticism at times. Um, this isn't clicking. Which we've talked yeah. about. Uh, yeah. Which, which then, as I was watching it, like on Friday, one of the questions that I wanted to ask you was, and I feel okay with it because they're, uh, they're a little older, especially of the oldest, like, which one is the hottest cast? And I still think it's Italia. 
on undoubtedly. Okay. I mean, this this cast makes gives a gives it a run gives Italy a run for its money. I mean, Spain is pretty good looking too, but they're also younger. They're so also younger, like, right? So I'm just you like, don't have, I don't, yeah, you don't have the same like, right? <laughs> like level of like, hot, like you can acknowledge they're good looking, but I don't have like a weird. Yeah, exactly. Like, Whereas it's but, like, like everyone's everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but I think Italy, like across the board, everyone is right? versus like France, where there's sort of like more quote unquote normal looking. Yeah, people. quote unquote. <laughs> uh, film normal. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Uh, but I can see that disconnect too, because yeah, I do, I do kind of see it too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just like a random thing I've already mentioned. Don't mean to end on a bad note, or not even a bad note, like a criticism. I overall, you know, enjoyed watching the season a lot. It did win me over by the end. Not necessarily my favorite version of Scam or season three of Scam, but um, you know, solid. Yeah. Yeah, and I can totally, I totally see why, why people love people. Movies. Yes, exactly, and why people <laughs> love. Yeah. So I see yeah. it, uh, <laughs> and like, I feel I may, like every time I get like a little bit upset at France, then I'm, then I'm like, come on, I'm gonna go watch a good a good France clip. To a good, good I, can, I can even imagine like I I love I like that relationship so much and the characters so much and the performances that like I can see myself holding Elu as a ship higher in my order of preference Ooh, than the scene that's itself. Good. That's actually I hadn't thought. Yeah, I mean? that's in terms of what the actual like order of the couple itself that's interesting yeah. okay yeah, I, like yeah, it. I, yeah. I, I, I think I could support that I, I haven't like fully thought through what order those those would be in but um but I definitely think it would yeah it's I in my mind I will carry them as a relationship more than the rest of the season arguably okay so I want to not necessarily end but I do want to make sort of a weird reference and you're gonna laugh uh but it was because I really did it really did remind me of that high of um watching scam and waiting for the clips and sort of like those big moments and then everyone just kind of like repeating it and then it trending and whatever uh but as i've mentioned to you my new secret shame is <laughs> reading uh social media au's uh, oh, yeah. yeah. which i somehow totally missed are all about the movie it <laughs> yeah. But I will say, I think my gateway into that world was actually an Elu fan fiction oh. uh, called Press F. If you if you read fan fiction from Scam Friends, you know what Press F Press F is. Okay. Uh, it was like a big fucking deal, and that was like I think the first one that I re was really into, and kind of was like, oh, this okay. And obviously, because these actors have such a social media presence, there was a lot of material to sort of use from there. But yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I have been reading a lot of it fan fiction. Guys, don't judge me. Uh, <laughs> judge myself enough. And and so Runners, which is one of the biggest ones in the fandom, it is actually supposed to, oh, it ends tomorrow. It ends tomorrow. Uh, well, the epilogue is tomorrow. Uh, and I'm really sad about it. But a couple of weeks ago, actually the night that we were watching the OC, I was like the climax, essentially, the emotional climax of the whole thing. Uh, uh -huh. And uh, what I love about it is that, okay, so they're all on Twitter. People kind of have a schedule. Like some people will be like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or some people don't at all. It, it obviously, it's like all, most of all, most writing. Uh, but this author, her, she usually updates every night or every other night. And I, we're in the same time zone, so it works for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she was like, and everyone knew that the concert was going to be the big sort of uh, mo emotional moment. The climax, yeah. Climax. So it was like, it was the night of the concert, and she's like, I'm going to update all of these tonight. And 
for like five fucking hours. It was just like hundreds, I mean, it was a little bit less, like three to four hours. It's like hundreds, hundreds of people just like checking for the update, checking from the update, reaching <laughs> update, going crazy with like, and then the big sort of like big line is like, I love you, happy to do it. And everyone started tweeting, I love you, happy to do it. Do and it. then it got trending on like the whole United States. It was like, That's crazy. it made it like 24, like. Happy, I think it was happy to do it. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> and it was amazing. just like that high of like everyone collectively freaking out and following this yeah. thing. And like some people it's got- It's so fascinating. Like that's a thing that used to be the domain of television where like yeah. everyone would talk about the episode the next day uh, that everyone watched last night. But now it's sort of like it's transferring into this other Yeah, medium. so it's definitely it's really in the micro level, but I was just like, this is the high of watching Scam, and I, and I think maybe that's why I'm so, like, into these now, Be and, and uh -huh. like, this, this has been kind of, like, what's making me happy in terms of getting through quarantine, it's, like, these uh, <laughs> sort of, like, silly stories, because, because they're there, they're consistent, and there's, again, there's that promise of, it, there's gonna be a happy ending, uh, which you don't necessarily totally. get <laughs> with everything. With, with television, yeah. So, or uh, I just thought it was really fascinating. Uh, and so if, any, if, if you want to read a really good <laughs> um, social media AU, uh, go read Runners. <laughs> it's great. Officially uh, rec official recommendation official of the Tribe in Your Region podcast. If you want other recs, I also got them. <laughs> right now, everyone's everyone's obsessed with the orchestra one. Feel you. Uh, <laughs> I just thought that they when were. Like, we gonna, when are we gonna do our uh, social media AU podcast? That's that's next. <laughs> yeah, that's next, right? I I was just it's just really interesting to me to see just the ways that stories are constantly being told and retold and how social media is used. It's definitely a time like I've told you before. Mm -hmm. It was definitely a moment where. I felt old because I was like, how do you read these? How do you follow these? Like, what's... <laughs> <laughs> Can't you just collect them together for me, like a story? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Uh, but that was, that was just really fun. And uh, uh -huh. even though my secret shame, I clearly want to talk about it all the time. And I want more people to read Runners because it was great. <laughs> I will. I promise I will read it. Um, In fact, this week, I'm, I'll have time. So I'm going to put it on my list. Yeah, I just, honestly, I just want you to, I honestly, I just kind of want your, your opinion in terms of, like, as a storytelling format. Yeah, yeah. So well, I, yeah, I'm super curious about it. You talked about it. You clearly love it, and I respect your opinion, and so, <laughs> for sure, I just want to talk about it now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little intrigued in terms of that. Oh, good talk. You should email us at CriesInNorwegian at gmail.com. <laughs> you should follow us on Twitter. Uh, or Tumblr. I haven't been to Tumblr in a little while, but, but we're still around. We're there. And then I think, are we going to do España and then the finale? Depends on my schedule for the rest of the month, maybe. Okay. If that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be a surprise for the audience. <laughs> so we're, we're either going to do the final scam episode, which we're really sad about, or we're going to do España season three, which is the yeah. Alejandro and, uh, well, actually, it's the Nora season. Nora season because there's really not really a Norhelm, uh, which right. <laughs> we'll talk about. <laughs> Cannot wait. That's so, going to be a trip. <laughs> I, I think it is going to be a trip. I think it's going to be really interesting uh, to talk about. Yeah, it was really good to talk to you again, Gabby. I missed our. I know, uh, right? Combos. Bye.